Regulator on Fifth Risk Radio. I'm your host, Alex Watch Regulator, and I'm joined by two of my many, many best friends in the whole wide world. I have Roman from Independent Thinking on Fifth Risk Radio, and I also have Michael Woods from Appreciating Time on Fifth Risk Radio. Good evening, gentlemen. Greetings. Love your radio voice, Alex. It's very smooth. It's almost like, welcome to Smooth FM. <laughs> did you hear my, <laughs> my voiceover stuff I did for Benoit's latest episode? Yes, yeah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so he just sent me a script. He's like, can you record this audio? I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea even what. I still, I'm still not sure I have any idea what's going on. No, I love your voice. I love your smooth, smooth <laughs> voice. I don't know what to make of this new Alex. This is, uh, this is, this is interesting, getting emails before the uh, before the episode before the recording and now this uh, really professional start it's ah well it's, it's all going to go downhill so don't it's the beginning don't get of the end it. yeah well <laughs> i just i'm trying to keep i'm trying to keep rob on track because it's it takes me so long to to edit as both of you guys know how long it takes to edit things mm. in fact michael you must know the most because your <laughs> episodes are normally the longest <laughs> But the less structure you have, the more editing it takes. That's why probably Roman's one takes the least amount of time. And Michael, because your one probably has as little structure as our normal one has. Plus it's four hours long every episode. It probably takes the <laughs> longest, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I honestly, like, if I had to do them as often as, like, Roman or Charith or you, any any of the other guys... Yeah, I would have to definitely change the way I do it because, yeah, having to edit every week or two would be, yeah, that would be very time-consuming. We definitely need to get an army of uh, editors or something unpaid. Yeah, exactly. Interns. Yeah, can we get interns? I'd yeah. love to. We've already got one intern, but just he doesn't do podcast <laughs> editing yet. What does he do? He doesn't edit new reviews on the website, but he goes through and, like, tarts up the old reviews he kind of optimizes them for SEO. I thought you were going to say he goes through the old reviews and you know, expunges the ones where we don't no longer like, you know, like the 1984 <laughs> style, you know, that Ministry of Untruth or whatever it was called, you know, where you go through periodically and just purge the, purge the old records, you know. Well, that's the thing. We don't have to do that because they're, all, because they're all user reviews. They're all equally valid. It doesn't matter how bad the reviews are because they're an honest user review, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. That is that is our credo. You know, no censorship, just honesty. So it's been a long time since we, the three of us, got together. One of these. The, the last time I remember, we were talking about. I always remember us talking about the. Is it Gribble Forcey, the one oh, yeah. that had mm. all the text around the bezel, and I said that's that was right. the bezel equivalent of live, laugh, love, or something. Right. That's the only thing I remember about that episode. And and it's, there's. There's going to be a topic tonight where there's going to be similar discussion, I think. I'm Is sure there? On excess and unnecessary text on a watch. I thought you hadn't done any research. Oh, I did enough. I did enough. Looking at pictures was enough <laughs> to see. <Okay. laughs> I had, as I said, 10, 15 minutes of research before the before the recording and that was enough. That's more than enough. That's, yeah, 15 minutes more than I normally do in this. Uh, do you want to do some... Drink checks, wrist checks. All right, who wants to go first? 
Uh, well, drain checks easy. Uh, obviously, you know, a warm glass of milk. You know, it is heading towards bedtime. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's 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 a gin and tonic. Four pillars: gin, slice of lemon, and you sort of put it next to a bottle of tonic, so you get a bit of the you know molecules wafting across. So it's mostly gin, <laughs> in other words. On the wrist, I've got a Louis Arad and Elaine Silberstein limited edition that they made together. It's one of 178, I think, or something. So, so it's a regulator, you know, with the hours, minutes, and seconds in separate subdials. In sort of, it's a white dial with you know red hour hand, blue minute hand, and yellow seconds hand because that's kind of Elaine Silberstein's style. So no, really enjoying this. Bit of fun. Bit of fun on the wrist. I saw it on your Instagram, you posted a shot in your car and it was about an hour ago and I was like, you better be driving home to do this podcast. <laughs> Hope he hasn't gone out for his weekly shop or something. No, no. Weirdly, <laughs> I had to go and do my annual CPR training. You know, the cardiopulmonary, it's hard to say after you've had some gin, <laughs> cardiopulmonary resuscitation training, which is much faster now because you don't get to do the breathing. It's more all about compressions, you know, so yep. that cuts. Yep, just lots of compressions. Back. Yeah, yeah, yep, and hope for the best. Uh, but it was really interesting. I mean, yeah. we don't want to derail this conversation, but the survival rate for you know for people collapsing in the street has gone down heaps because people aren't doing you know the breathing just the compressions. So anyway, on that cheery note, Michael, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? What's on your wrist? <laughs> yeah, so I'm drinking a uh, a Sangiovese uh, 2020 tonight. Actually, don't ask me which one. Which who made it, but it's a it's a nice red, and I've got the Bremont MB2 uh, on my wrist with the orange barrel. Oh, very cool! You've been wearing that watch for a little while, like for quite quite regularly, right? Like that's yeah, yep. It makes it to the wrist every you know at least every couple of weeks, just because it's um it's easy, you know. It just it's 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 it can do everything. So yeah. Do you do you bother adjusting the day and the date or nah? Yeah, no, I always do. I have to. It's like a, it's like if I didn't have that adjusted correctly, I'd be driven mad by looking at it. So yeah, I do. Yeah, I can't do. It. Yeah, I can't have my, my watch not perfect, which is it's the annoying thing about wearing the indicator at work. Because yeah. it's like, because uh, I always check the big clock on the wall where I'm setting all the watches, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at the indicator. It's gonna stop setting me. <laughs> Yeah, you just you're, yeah, it's it's but that calibric indicator is not about telling the time. It's kind of more of a feeling on your wrist, right? Yeah, like that always it. makes me smile. I love that watch. Well, do you guys know? Do you guys know anyone that can just put a watch on and not even set the time? Yeah, Andy Warhol. Yeah, that's right. He comes to mind definitely. And I know a couple of collectors that can just put like a and a really expensive like a rare like just a like it, they just wear it because it's like it doesn't matter what it's not telling the time it's just they put it on and it doesn't matter it's just it's not set to time or anything it's yeah which would really drive me drive me crazy so it's just so it's part of their kind of part of the outfit rather than like they wouldn't always not set the time but i've met them before and it's just like oh i didn't even bother setting the time today just put it on you know yeah it's just like a that's weird part of the outfit yep not setting the time i can do i i know big dane doesn't he got a day date with a Spanish day wheel so that he doesn't have to set the day on it and no one's ever going to go it's not Tuesday unless <laughs> you bump into a Spanish guy right. <laughs> not, like swearing now <laughs> yeah not setting the time though <laughs> that's weird that's, yeah. 
it's the equivalent of people who wear glasses without corrective lenses. You know, people who just wear like frames <laughs> with lenses. like a plastic insert. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the same. It's the same. So, you know, those people should be ostracized. We had somebody in work come in, some boutique person that we're giving training to about how to do bracelet adjustments and stuff. And she had on glasses, no lenses. Or just a frame. <laughs> Like just a frame with just holes. Just a frame. Just a frame. <gasps> oh, what? She was wearing an Apple Watch. I mean, that that usually goes together. I mean, that's the first step. You know, next. <laughs> oh my God. That's. I mean, I mean, we we're usually not judgmental because you know here at Fifth Wrist we <laughs> yeah. accept everybody except for you know heading curators. But you know we accept we're a pretty big tent. But you know we would be blackballing members who just rocked up to like an event wearing firstly an apple watch i mean that's obvious but certainly glasses with no frames um i would be you know i'd be voting you out <laughs> honestly i could i couldn't believe it when i and no one else noticed that i was nudging everybody nudging the people <laughs> next to me and kind of kind of shaking my head in the general direction of the person pointing at the glasses yeah crazy actually i saw talking about not setting the time i did see uh, a very short video review the other day from it was like on instagram and it was somebody that had a watch on and it was another one of those watches that doesn't have a movement in it and they were doing like a, just a thing when they were walking down the street and showing this watch and oh it's great and it's been wearing it for a week now and loving it and i was like the second hand's not going it's another one of those watches without oh god oh <sighs> So, so we've still got work to do. We've still got work to do to reform this industry. Yeah, our work is not a done. lot of work. A lot of work to do. <laughs> uh, let's not be too negative at the from the beginning. Let's wait till we start talking about the watches. I'm going to tell you my yeah. What what are you what are you drinking and what's on your wrist? I'm just looking at it just now. It's a MacArthur Park Cabernet Sauvignon, and it just says Wine of Australia. They have to legally say that. Just wine of Australia, that's all it says. So it must be even like crapper than the, the normal stuff that I, that I drink. And I'm wearing my Seiko Tuna Solar, which you'll like this, Roman, because I just I met up with Vinny last weekend, the weekend before, to resize a bracelet for him. Mm-hmm. And I got one of his lovely tit straps, as you call it. Tell your time... One of those elasticated, what are they called? Are those like the Marine National style Yeah, straps? yeah, okay. Yeah. So lots of spring so to lift and separate. Yeah. The tip yeah, strap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lots of support for any athletic activities. Yeah. Uh, have you guys had one of these kind of elasticated straps before? Oh, I like haven't, but I know what you're talking cord about. kind of thing, like Erica's original style. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I've it's got kind of like them. that. Yeah, yeah. They're good. Yeah, so it's kind of given. I had this watch before in a rubber strap, the one it just came with on from Seiko, but I didn't really like it. So I've got it on this NATO now. It's kind of whatever it's called, elasticated. Yeah, parachute cord, NATO's, I think. It's yeah, or something. And it's yeah, it's pretty cool. And I thought I'd wear a Seiko tonight since we're probably going to be talking about a few Seikos. Mm, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Nice, nice segue. Almost yeah. professional. This is this oh, this God, is scary. This new organized Alex. I mean, the next thing I'm expecting will be like a fifth wrist corporate retreat, you know, or something. This is just moving into yeah. That's when we go out to Colac. Michael's going to have us all out to Colac. Yeah, his wife doesn't know yet, but oh, she knows. 
Oh, she knows. She knows that she's, there is there is resistance because you hear her I'm packing tr- her bags. I'm trying to kick her out of the house for a whole weekend as well. So <laughs> <laughs> just just go with the kids somewhere. But yeah, so there's there's some risks, resistance to it so far. I don't know who's more scared, like me or your wife. Like she's the lucky one; she's not going to be there for all the uh, <laughs> debauchery. Debauchery, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I thought we'd start off tonight by talking about an independent watch, since Roman said he was just speaking to the guy. Indeed. Just shortly before we started recording. Indeed. Um, so we're probably this is probably is this going to be our most positive discussion of all the watches? Tonight? It could well probably. be. Probably. Yeah, could it's well hard be. Hard to say. Let, let, let's see how far we get. <laughs> Would you want to tell us what the watch is? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's the oh, it's made in Russia. It's a good start, and it's the Ouroboros. Ouroboros, I think it's Ouroboros. Yeah, it's it's an Ouroboros um, watch made by Maxim Sushkov. So, um, ho- hopefully, you can be the person that's educated in this one, since you were speaking to the guy. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can sort of introduce it a bit. So, it's a um, so it's a jump hour watch with a single aperture in the, at 12 o'clock to show the hours, so 1 to 24, you know, on a rotating disc. Um, it has a central central mounted minute hand shaped like an Ouroboros, and an, or, an, an Ouroboros is a snake eating its tail. So essentially, it's a, you know, it's a common um, symbol in, I think it's Egyptian and Hindu mythology, I want to say. Um, symbolizes a whole heap of things, I think, because it's a snake eating its tail. So, you know, there's this whole thing about eternity because it's a never-ending cycle. There's stuff about that it's uh, snake shedding its skin, which is like rebirth. So it's like a fertility symbol. So it's a whole lot of, it's a very commonly used symbol, but in here it's used quite cleverly as a centrally mounted minute hand with the snake having its sort of horns to indicate the minutes. And that's pretty much it. So it's a stone dial with a single aperture at 12, at 12 o'clock to show the hours, and then the minute hand. It's quite cool. I, I, I must confess I'm really digging this. Um, it's a 42 mil, I think, from memory. 42 mil um, steel or gold-plated case. Definitely avoid the gold-plated, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, that goes without saying. Um, but steel, like the, the case is very nice. Um, and then... Movement, I'm just trying to, I think it's an ETA 2893 base. So you guys can talk about the movement. I, you know, that, that means nothing to me. Um, But no, it's very, it's very cool. What it reminds me of is some of the really, uh, like a Thomas Pressure watches of like maybe late 90s yeah you know kind of unusual time indicator time indication and you know like i'm a big sucker for time like unusual time displays Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really cool i have to say like i'm really digging this so i think there's only made in an edition of eight pieces and i was just speaking to maxim now i think he's only got one or two left i think he's only got one left actually now Mm. weirdly like it's a so the watch itself costs, I think it was twenty seven hundred US, which I got to say, like, I mean, we've recently had watches made in Russia. There seems to be a lot of creativity and major talent happening in Russia at the moment. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, not just not is. just annexing Ukraine, but also making watches, which is always <laughs> nice. Good, you know. There. <laughs> um, hello to all our loyal listeners. Um, yeah, no, it's very cool. I have to say, like, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Like, the, there's a little bit of. I mean, we could, you know, I can go critical, but there's a few things that I sort of don't quite understand the connection between. Like the case back, for example, has some Hebrew inscriptions. And the case back itself has the design of a third temple, which is sort of a in the Jewish faith. It's anyway, so it's a kind of a place of worship in you know in Israel. It's an unbuilt place of worship, so it's kind of a thing that Jewish people really want to build the third temple. Mm. I don't quite understand how it matches how the Hebrew connection matches the Ouroboros itself, because I don't think Ouroboros is a symbol in the in judaism but having said that like the the stone the dial is cut from a stone indigenous to israel things called elat stone or elat stone i think it's elat named like the city where they dig it from so i have to say like for 2700 us dollars there's a like i'm totally tempted to buy this watch (laughs) i thought you might be or the fact you were speaking to the guy well, I just message him and say, "Hey, Maxim, really enjoying this. Have you got, <laughs> have you got any left?" And I said, "Oh, you know, by the way, heads up, we'll we, we'll be talking about you on on the podcast." So he's from Saint Petersburg, young guy. Yeah, like it just one of those things you kind of go like, it's just exciting to see. You know, like this is actually like a genuinely creative thing. Um, I think he makes the so he cuts the dials himself. You know, he makes the engraved snake indicator like so most of the stuff is made in russia except for the movement and the crystal i think so you know like for 2700 bucks you can do you know 2700 us doesn't buy you a lot of creativity in the swiss in the swatch or you know the other yeah luxury groups lvmh or whatever like this is like i could totally wear that i'd be really happy with that if it was a bit smaller it would be even better but never mind so it was designed by a watch journalist and then the Maxim, Maxim, he's the watchmaker that made it. So has he made other watches? Yeah, you know, he, no, no, he's he's made st- stuff with a with um. No, he has because he's because I remember flicking through his Instagram a while ago. Um, he's made watches in collaboration with another Russian maker, H O D, uh, Hod Watch, Hod Russia uh, watches, who, who make really cool like gear shade dials and really cool, actually worth looking up. Because I think I might have even messaged you, Alex, once with them going, are you ready to buy another watch? Yeah. Still paying off off the Calibrica. (laughs) So, and by the way, you know, so yeah. So we seem to be going down the the Russian watch path, but there is a lot to like. I have to say, like, there is genuinely a lot to like about this guy. Even if this watch, this particular watch is not people's particular style, you know, it is, you know, it would be polarizing. It's a lot. It's quite creative. Like you got to say, it's quite creative. Yeah, it's. I guess that's the. Well, he's only. If they're only making eight, then it's a pretty small number of people that's going to be available for it anyway. So yeah, why not make it a bit polarizing? I I think it's. I think it's um, quite nice from the from the minimal research I've done on it. I think it's. I like the fact that he's he's done some making himself of the dial and although it's it's hard to tell the time precisely because it doesn't even have a minute track on it 
I don't yeah. think, and I'm talking to two guys that have indicator watches, so <laughs> yeah. it don't, I don't think it, I don't think it really matters that much. Like you don't necessarily wear a watch all the time to tell the exact minute or the second even. Um, but I like, yeah, they've, they've he's obviously taken the two eight nine three, which is the like the two eight nine two Etta base, but it's got usually got a twenty four hour GMT hand. Um, and so he's turned instead of the hand, he's he's obviously just got a disc there that's that has the hours, which which will, should work the same way. So you should be able to you should be able to jump those hours back and forth as well quite quickly, like jumping a GMT hand back. Oh, that's I, I'm guessing. Yep. So um, because the two eight nine three is in a few few different watches, like Breitling use it, I think, and um, yeah, and the, it's usually just got an hour hand that you can a GMT hand you can jump back and forth with. So. Um, I, I think for the price, I, yeah, it's good value for what you get. So, yeah, I like it. Great insight, guys. How great is it to have an actual watchmaker and someone who's been had some kind of education as well to give us all this insight? <laughs> I'm just here like, what the hell is going on? Um, it, yeah, it's um, the design isn't for me, but like I say, there's only eight made, and I totally agree with you, Roman, about the the whole just people who are doing something a bit different it's like i think it is to be celebrated for sure and it's great i've had i found the guy's uh instagram and it's just it kind of reminds me a bit of the the calibrica instagram where you can see if you scroll down far enough you can see the parts that they're making and stuff and that's just always nice you can see things on machines you can see the cases you can see the case backs uh you can even see the buckle it's just yeah the hands it's, it's it's pretty cool actually it's just another person to to watch and i remembered that hod watch now you're talking about very it seems like there's lots of cool dials coming out of russia that seem to be like incredible value for money like it's something you would expect to see in a much more expensive watch some of the dials yeah absolutely and and it's like thinking like looking at it now as well like that's a really cool platform to do other designs on, you know, a bit like Thomas pressure did this thing with, you know, with the um, essentially with a, like an Eagle or a dragon with one wing showing, you know, hours and one wing showing minutes. They, they did a series called Tempest Vivendi a little while ago. I think he still makes them now. And you could, you know, you could request whatever you wanted, you know, so, so he did some watches, Thomas pressure did some watches like that. In, you know, for the Russian market with the like the Russian Imperial Eagle, you know, doing wings, and then he did some for like the Asian market with with a dragon and stuff. So I'm just looking at this guy. You know, if he had more dials, you know, he could do he could do like a fifth wrist version, like a Wacker Changi bottle, you know, doing minutes <laughs> in the middle of the dial. Like we That's could good. really personalize it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could use the same idea and just do really cool, either really classic. Or you know, just really wacky stuff, but it's really cool. Like I'm, I'm a big fan. I have to say. Yeah, he could take stones from um, different parts of the world and use them for the dials, and have yeah, have the minute hand make the minute hand in different forms for different different pieces. So yeah, I think there's a lot to do there, and I think there's good value. I mean, mm. it's nothing amazing, but it's it's it's. I think I think it's quite um quite daring like he's gone it's, it's a fairly out there looking watch but i think it's it's cool so yeah 
that's that's really cool. Yeah, we're really we're we're starting off very positive. This this is this can only get better. Do you want to move right? to the negative one? Now? <laughs> no, no. Let, let let's go to the next one. So let's not call it the negative one. It's just the well, next one. I round. thought I thought we'd try and kind of balance things out. So I was going to go for the one that I thought that Michael's hinting at that he doesn't like, and I'm guessing it's the same one that if we talk about too much, I might get fired talking about so do you want to is that the one you're talking about michael yeah all right let's skip down the list so let's go down to where are we all right the omega seamaster diver 300 meter america's cup chronograph can i start off with some pretty much all negative <laughs> yeah i'll get the I don't know if I like it when, when michael's <laughs> negative he's always so like he's the one that's always coming in and being like, "Come on, guys! Like they're they're doing their best." Well, he hasn't finished yet. By the end of the review, he'll be wanting yeah, to. Yeah, he'll buy talk it. himself around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just right. gonna I'm just gonna tell you how it is. Like this is this okay. is like all right. I'm gonna start off positive. I'll start off positive. <laughs> the one thing I like about it at the moment is the bracelet and strap change system, and I think there's a lot of companies going towards an easy bracelet change system where you push a button and release the bracelet and put put the other one on whether it be a rubber strap or whatever i think that's cool and i think lots of companies are doing it and i think it'll be it'll be a standard eventually that's the one positive everything else i think from me it's just a big hunk of metal i mean if people are looking at it first of all yeah there's a lot of colors there and all and they've got rubber pushes which is cool but they've got this chrono chrono lock system like who has ever i'm trying to remember knowing of or even doing it myself knocking a chronograph and starting the chronograph by hitting it off something like there's actually like a little chrono lock so in case you knock the chronograph and you don't god forbid we start the chronograph at the wrong time like i can see how it could i mean i don't know if you're on a boat maybe but i, I don't know i don't know i'm not a sailor <laughs> maybe maybe if we get some sailors out there to actually message you know, send in some messages or something to Alex. Don't send them to me. Send them to Alex and just, <laughs> just, just tell him. Have you ever worn a chronograph? And have you ever inadvertently start the started the chronograph when you're sailing? You know, by accident. So you've got that. Then let's 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 move to the back, shall we? <laughs> That's great. I, we've got barrel one and barrel two written on the movement. It's almost like. When you see some of those vintage watches where the watchmakers have actually like hand engraved little instructions for themselves for when they go to assemble the watch again. <laughs> like this is where this screw goes. And you'll see little arrows over the movement. No joke, I've seen that. It's like it's 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 hilarious. Like on some of the Rolex vintage movements where there's blue screws go in certain areas, so they'll put arrows to for where the blue screws go and stuff. This one's just got barrel one and barrel two engraved on the barrel bridge. Like the watchmaker, I don't, I just don't get it. That's just pointless. That's just, that's probably just telling the customer that there's two barrels in it, which does he really need to know? Like what's your feeling on that guys? Barrel one and barrel two engraved on the movement. Like that isn't a new thing. Like that's been, they've had that for a while now. Um, Maybe they have. I just haven't noticed them. I I think I think when it's this is like their kind of flagship movement, so they they want to be able to I guess when they're selling it and that's what they're trying to sell these things. It is an attractive movement, I think. I prefer the manual wind version that you get on 
some of the Trezor ones, but um, I think it's just a selling point where people, when they show people in the stores, they're like, there's, there's two barrels, and then the person who has the watch and is then boring their friends on their yacht, they'd be like, look, it's two barrels in it. It's this just unnecessary. It's like, yeah, that's the, the stuff I hate is where they have to engrave stuff like, look, there's barrel one and there's barrel two. Like, that's just like, yeah, I can understand why they do it. It's just unnecessary crap. Like, and I, and I think I that's think, the least offensive thing about it, to be honest, but I'm, I'm happy that you're fully embracing the dark side right now and just yeah, put like, the boot in. I actually think the movements, they, they, they look quite nicely here, here he comes around. Right, and just, the, no, and the quality. Start the chronograph now. Start the regatta counter now, because Michael's coming around. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't obviously worked on one of these, but the the quality is probably good. But yeah, so I, I can't I can't speak about the quality, but just putting barrel one and barrel barrel two there is just it's fucking hilarious to be honest. But think about it now. Now because you haven't worked on it, but imagine you get this watch first time and you go, "There's two barrels. Well, which one is number one? Which one is number two? Where do they go?" See, they've solved that problem for you. I swear. I to mean, God. I think if 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 I, if I work on that one day and I find that I take out the barrels and there's a, and on the barrel there's actually barrel one written on the barrel and barrel two written on the other barrel, I'll be just like, "That's fucking it. I'm, I'm out." If they actually have gone that far, like. But in what, what see what I would love to see is a watch that has two barrel ones or two barrel twos on it. You know, like that Rolex that had the two nines instead of the nine and the three. That's what we're waiting for, right? Like, a, yeah. and it's bound to happen, right? That's yep. quality control. Wealth. Um, see, I would buy one of those just 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 to annoy people like you around. How come it says it's got two barrels, but they're both a barrel one? Explain that to me. So you reckon um, the engraver that day was just like he went for a lunchtime drink and yeah, he came back probably. and was just like, oh, fuck, I've just written barrel one twice <laughs> in here. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably more like the engraver probably said like no one's going to notice, right? This is going to sit for a while. It's going to yeah. be unsold inventory. Who is going to know? Yeah. Um, there, like my, my question is like, you know, there is we could keep bagging this watch and we will do so for the next 15 minutes anyway. Uh, my question is who is this watch for? Right, so it's so it's a like Amiga Seamaster Diver three hundred meter Amiga, uh, America's Cup chronograph. That's yep. fine. Then on the back it says Auckland twenty twenty one and thirty sixth America's Cup. Right, it's an un. It's not a limited edition. It's an you know they will make as many as they can sell because it says it's a special edition but not limited. How big is the market for these things? Right, in my head these watches will only ever be collectible if they make just enough for the participants of the race, right? Make this thing in three or however many boats. I have no idea. I'm not a boat person, obviously, because otherwise they wouldn't let me into this country. Um, that's that's a political rant for another day. Um, like, I don't know how many boats compete in the America's Cup, but imagine if they only made like 100 of these watches, right? And the only way you could get your hands on it is if you're on that boat. So if this watch comes up for sale on the second-hand market and you're into boats, you'd be like, that's awesome. That's a historically significant piece, right? They've put a date on a watch, and it's the same problem I have with all the um, Olympic watches, right? Like once you put a date on the thing, and this is Auckland 2021, it immediately dates this watch because if it's not sold this year, it's just going to sit in unsold inventory. You know, who's going to buy this watch in, you know, 2015? 
Yeah, sorry, 2025. That's a good point. Um, so, do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't quite get why they make these things and particularly make them as an unlimited special edition. Like, it's not that special. I mean, it's very special, but not in the way they intended it to be. Um, so I don't quite understand why it exists in the first place. Yeah, and also they've made it like, all right, we're gonna, this is for sailors or people that want to see themselves, see themselves as, as sailors or... Seamen. It's for seamen. Seamen. God, Roman, you never <laughs> disappoint me. I was I was actually like counting down with my fingers there. I was like five, four, three, two, and then I was like, yeah, here he goes. <laughs> Can't they just um, put new case backs on it the next time there's a... a like the, the next America's Cup? I had the same thought, like how many people are it's not like a it's not like the World Cup or the Olympics. Like the only real time that I know about the America's Cup is when I see a limited edition watch celebrating it. That's it. If I'm going through Corona twenty four and looking at old old uh, Omegas, that's the only time I really hear anything about it. But it's I don't actually mind the look of it. And this is probably going to be quite shocking, but I have actually seen one of these. Somehow, I got to experience one in work. I don't know how that managed to happen, but I experienced one in work. And I actually quite like the locking mechanism. Why? And it's not because people accidentally hit the the pusher and start the chronograph by mistake. I think it's more a water resistance ah, okay. issue. Mm-hmm. And I know, obviously, with you working for Rolex, they've only got one chronograph, and it has screw-down pushers anyway. But as someone that fixes lots of chronographs that have got water that have gone in through the pushers when people have activated it, either when it's been submerged which i don't know how people do that but more often than not i think it's just water getting trapped in behind the pusher and then they activate it before the watch is dried out properly and injects water into the movement so i actually quite like it and compared to uh, a chronograph with screw down pushers it's easier to just flick it on and off rather than having to unscrew it i don't like the actual look of the pushers but i like the locking mechanism and the ease of use um, but I don't like that it probably adds to the thickness and I have an issue with all these kind of big dive watches, especially I don't think you should really have dive watches that are chronographs in the first place, really. Um, but all these kind of watches, they're all super, super big. I don't mind the regular uh, Seamaster 300 professional um, non-chrono. I think that's probably as big as I would go for an Omega dive watch, but all these larger size ones and planet oceans and stuff they're just all far too big for me they don't i don't think they yeah. need to be and you know they've got that knurling around the pushes i just assumed they were lockdown pushes screw down pushes so i know I they like, look like that yeah, yeah so what's the point brands of that do that yeah yeah there's there's a few there's a, quite a few older omega seamaster chronographs that have that same look to it and you even get it sometimes on tiso's I don't think on any Longine, but certainly on some Tissot watches, you get that same look where it looks like you would screw them down. But yeah, but I don't like the look of them, um, but I like the actual, the actual feature. And I don't mind the color combination stuff on the dial either. It's not an offensive looking dial, but I, I just all the America's Cup stuff, I just, 
yeah, I just wonder, would they have been better just releasing something that with the same kind of color scheme without all the America's Cup stuff on it? But they probably will release something similar. And what's with the helium escape valve? Like it's like they've made a dive watch as well. Like they've just said we're gonna this just in case you want to go diving and and you need it. Like a helium escape valve isn't going to be used often. Well, sometimes it's for you professional fall off the divers. Boat. You know, sometimes you fall off the deck, <laughs> and you know, and, and it's so heavy to, you know, that exactly drags yeah, you down. Yeah. Exactly drags you You're down. Going to go down um, deep. Yeah. Oh, well, you'd hope so. If you're wearing that, I mean, there's no rescuing you. So with that on your wrist. Um, but so, but so, what we're saying is, this watch is eminently fixable. Right? With a few tweaks, they could make a really nice watch. Actually, that could be like a new segment we do on the show. You know, how do we fix a watch? Um, but I agree I just with wish you. Especially come to us first before they released it in the, in the first place, and we can tell them all the things need to change before they release the watch. But the, the, yeah, or just make it really limit. Just make it hyper limited. So, so people, the the three, the, the ten people in the world who actually really would get off seeing this watch and going, oh, this is a, a must have. Like, make yeah. it exciting for them to buy, and the rest of us will go, oh yeah, look, it's good that those people got their, you know, the ten watches or the twenty watches or whatever. Um, I I agree with you, Michael, on on the strap changing system. That's that's mm. a winner. Like, that's mm-hmm. a really cool thing. I don't know Cartier does one, Vacheron does Vacheron, one. More and, yep. Yeah, more and more brands will do, that. and that's really good. That's the way to go. Like, it sort of seems weird. That these you know luxury watches get sold, um, and then they sort of let the end users just completely mangle them <laughs> with, yeah. with, you know, with, with screwdrivers and whatever pen knives or whatever people use. So, yeah. so that's quite cool. Um, yeah. So, I, look, I think like I kind of agree with you, Alex, as well on the thing. It, like, it's it's kind of an inoffensive, kind of cool looking watch. Um, I'm not in love with the counter's weight on the on the second hand, but you know that's I'm sure some sort of yeah, Amiga thing. Yeah. Um, and and look, and there are precedents of other companies making, you know, watches for, you know, for particular nautical races. I'm thinking Vulcane made one a while ago, like Vulcane Nautical. They made a um, a limited edition series. I think it was called like the Trophy or something like that. There was only a hundred of them, right? And I think their thing was that one of those was given to the winner of the whatever race it was. I don't really care. You know, like, so if you're a winner, you got one of those 100 as like a thing. And then the other 99 were available to for punters to buy. And I can see like 100 watches you can sell, like 100 of these Amigas you can sell. I'm not sure how many thousands that they're projecting they'll sell, but let's hope they move before you know before 2021 <laughs> ticks off. Um, because yeah, because because they, they'll need to start designing the next one. I'm know, just thinking many years. This like if if I was to buy something in this field, a watch, a regatta watch, it, like, no, but I would go straight to the Yacht Master Two. Like it's it's the it's Yacht Master, the Yacht Master Two. What's that? It's not a chronograph, though. Is it not just purely a? This is a, the the Omega is a chronograph, and the the Yacht Master Two is a countdown chronograph. So you can actually you can actually um, program how many minutes you want to count down on the Yacht Master Two, and that's a real regatta watch. Like that's so. Why would you go and buy the Omega if you can just go get the Yacht Master Two? Like it's just it's weird. I find the Yacht Master Two one of the most hideously ugly watches ever known to mankind I, I i if you go if you look at the steel with just the blue dial and blue bezel i think no yeah. steel blue bezel white dial blue hands that's sensational 
and it's and it's oh probably a similar Michael, price. To I've movie. never disagreed with you so much. And the movement is sensational too. It's just spectacular. It's a real complication. I've never actually seen a Yacht Master two in person, and I, I urge anybody uh, who has Instagram to go on and search the hashtag for Yacht Master two, and you'll find most of the people with Yacht Masters twos live in Germany. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And we have many great German friends from the podcast <laughs> and the Slack group and the podcast hosts, but not exactly known for their great kind of style choices, the Germans. And they're all only Germans by Yacht Master 2s or drug dealers, maybe. Like it's a it's a big it's a big watch. It is a big watch. It's probably similar to the Omega, but if you type in reference one one six six eight zero, that's the exact it's steel, blue bezel, white dial. It's it's a it's a chunky watch, but it's yeah, it's really spectacular. Like for if if you're gonna if you're gonna get one just for this sort of thing, um, it's actually a complication. And you can by turning the bezel um, and pushing in the the lower pusher, you can actually then set the the um, countdown. How many minutes you want to count down from? You actually see that hand go click around. It's like a um, um, what are they, a retrograde hand? It's a it's a cool cool function. I was going to tag in Roman and get his opinion on it because but because it's a Rolex, it wouldn't be fair no. for us both to oh, beat I'm you happy, up here. I'm happy to give it though. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not the watch I would go for, but I did say when I when I worked on that movement, I said I said years ago, I said, "Gee, if this comes out in steel," because at the time they were only doing gold. It was just being released. I said, if this comes out in steel, I might buy it, and I didn't. But if yeah, that was that's the one I'd go for if I if I was. It's just I've gone away from bigger watches these days. So yeah, look, it, it's like the Yacht Master is yeah, look, it, it's it's fine. I mean, it's one of those things where you know I get reminded of its existence probably once a year. I've never I've never seen one. I've never seen anyone wearing them ever. Like you know, so, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if, even for Rolex owners, you know, they have some taste. I mean, yacht master is <laughs> fine. You know, I mean, it's no sky dweller in terms of you know leprosy stakes, but it's all right. But I've, I've just it. never seen one. I've never seen one in the wild. And like to be honest, I don't know who buys um, regatta counters. People, just Rolex collectors get them. They don't. They, they some. I mean, some people don't even know how to use them. To be honest, <laughs> they, they just get them because it looks looks cool. But yeah. Yeah, when you were saying who buys these, I was like, I was thinking about it. And that's why I was thinking about the Yacht Master 2 and thinking, I know a lot of people that have bought these and they, they're they not sailors. They don't, yeah, some of them didn't even know how to use a the thing. They're not um, even seamen. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the Yacht Master 2 is sometimes you actually do see them in Rolex Boutique windows, which tells you all you need to know about the desirability. Yeah, they're not if as you can desirable. actually buy one from a shop. It has to be hideous, pretty much. And maybe you have to buy them to get on on the list to buy something else. If if only they showed the the mechanism under the dial, that would actually impress people more. I think because it's it's um it's quite cool the way the way that works under the dial. It's that's actually the like when I think about it, it's the most attractive part of the watch. Then and people don't get to see it. Um, yeah, but then. That's that's the case for a lot of watches. So, 
I can't believe we're talking about an Omega and then we ended up in a 10 minute review yeah. of the Yachtmaster. Yacht well, well, that's just, that just shows you how captivating this Omega is. That it made us think of immediately of you know, self harm and Rolex. I mean, it's one of those things. Well, I know Rolex didn't put barrel one and barrel two on the movement. They, well, they probably they, still can't decide which one is which. They're probably still deciding which one should be one, which one should be two. I mean, they're going to change very slowly. That's going to probably take like 11 years for Rolex to come out with a new iteration of the movement at least amigo's stamping well i'm imagining stamping i don't think it's in hanging hand engraved um, <laughs> can you imagine so yeah, you know, anyway that's fine i mean the, well, look if actually we should actually say that you know if you're a if whoever's listening to this show and somebody must be um <laughs> if you think if this watch really speaks to you and you're seriously going to buy it i'd just get in touch i'd love to know it's not kind of i'm not even joking like i'm genuinely interested like what exactly would attract somebody like a potential customer to this watch because i can't kind of think of who this would be pitched at as a non-limited edition really highly specific watch tied to a particular event in you know in in new zealand like yeah i'm, I'm genuinely like please get in touch you know, yeah not we, an intervention. we, we would love to hear yeah exactly we want to evaluate how much of a seaman you are there's so much time between episodes of doing doing a show with both you guys and obviously i forget just the absolute <laughs> nightmare that it is let's talk about some uh seikos we've got a few seikos which we never really talk about seiko on the on any i'm trying to think and certainly modern seiko we never really touch on it on the, the various well, they release sure so few watches a year, so few different models. It's just hard to, you know, sometimes they just pass you by. <laughs> well, that was the thing. As soon as I started to look for um, new watches to talk about, and I went to the um, the great source for all brand press releases onto Hodinkee, and eventually at some point I just had to stop. So I went through and I was looking at all the new watches released since the last show I did with Rob, and there was just so many Seiko watches. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to stop it at some point. And there wasn't even any that were so super exciting that it made me think, okay, I'll just pick this one, this one, and this one. They're all just, yeah, quite not not similar to each other, but just I don't know, nothing super exciting about them. Yeah, I have a really interesting thing with it because because Seiko is not really a brand or Grand Seiko, I, not a brand I follow with any kind of dedication. I, I sort of play this little game with with myself whenever there's a seiko or a grand seiko listed i try to guess the price of the watch before i see before i scroll down to the end of the review and i never get it right i am either you know like I'm just the same. just you pick a thing like whatever model we pick and i'll look at it and go oh that's really cool it's probably 500 bucks and it's like 50,000 yeah like like <laughs> one of the watches today that's or what happened i look at tonight. something and go like that looks terrible like i'm like oh that looks exactly like a watch you used to be able to buy it you know insert a cheap australian jewelry brand prouds or you know dunklings or something mm. and it'd be like and it'll be like 38 grand and like yep. what yeah i was good so it's, so it's not just me so and i'm sure there is you know there's passionate seiko collectors out there who are yelling and you know, ripping headphones out of their ears or whatever. I, it's just me. I don't quite get the style or the minutiae of the design, but I always have that problem, like that I just can't place them in the pantheon of watch watches. You know, just just by looking at them, I, I can never do it. 
Yeah, see, occasionally I see some of the lower priced Seikos and I actually really like the designs. Yeah, same. I tried I tried one on the other day and it had like if you look really closely at the dial, like it's a blue shimmering sort of bluey gray dial and there's actually stingrays on the dial or something. And it's but the rubber strap was a it was like a silicon rubber strap as well. The crown was positioned at four. It was it was fantastic. Like I, I could just wear that watch. It was just beautiful. Um but then I look at Grand Seiko and the prices and I know some of the finishing is really good, but the price doesn't match. And and I don't know, I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Scaramanga was going on about it a bit. Um, how he does it. Yeah, and and I've heard him say that a couple of times and I completely agreed with him. I think I just don't see the value in in some of the watches. And I have I have tried a couple of Grand Seikos on. Um, I remember trying one on in New York last year, and it was it was actually the design was quite nice, and the dial and the hands were beautiful, but then the price it was like oh, the mo- the movement just wasn't up to that. Like I looked at the movement, and thought yeah, if it's just I, I didn't expect it to be that much. I think the price just doesn't match. So sometimes I just don't know. I just don't see the value in in Grand Seiko. I could I, I like some of the l- lower valued or lower priced Seikos. Um, I think they're great value. Yeah, let's start with the cheapest one first and then kind of work our way up uh, from there. I think that's interesting what you said about the not being able to guess the price of it because I've just done it now while you guys are ranting away there and I was <laughs> I was well out. So we'll look at the 1959 Seiko Prospect, Prospects Alpinist Recreation SJE085 for those playing yeah, at home. Limited to 1,959 pieces. I didn't know there was a, an Alpinist before the other, the, the famous Alpinist that, that you see all over Instagram, which I, I really is one watch I did not like the look of at all. It's up there with the Yachtmaster 2, in my <laughs> opinion, the Alpinist. Um, but they're very popular. But this one just kind of looks superb and it's on a bun strap which makes it slightly more interesting but it just kind of looks like a i don't know like a six looks like a seiko Kiso 5 or something yeah it looks like a seiko 5 yeah and roman that was the, the way you said that about trying to guess the price that's perfect like i reckon everyone should do that from now on when they see a seiko article or, or they see the watch and they look into it a little bit more try and guess it and you'll be way off because this even this one it's 2900 us 2900 us that's insane yeah i For just expected it to be only. less yep it's got a date oh, sorry no time and date sorry time <laughs> and date yeah yeah and a bun strap has to be 600 dollars worth of bun strap there i'm guessing well, for, I mean, for that kind of money, you expect at least two regatta counters. You know? <laughs> You're going to count down, counting down to something. Look, and, the, and the, look, the watch is fine. Like it, yeah. it's, it's quite nice. It, it's you know, it's like I even read the review. You know, it has a date. The original one didn't. Uh, like it's 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 fine. Like the watch is quite nice. But I for for this, if I saw that on somebody's wrist, there's no way I would have guessed that they paid twenty nine hundred no. bucks for it. No, and and so, no, I understand that's not the purpose for the of this watch. Yeah. Like price doesn't relate thing. Um, yeah, it's just not for me. And the other thing I'll do a mini rant on is: can we stop talking about limited editions of one thousand nine hundred and fifty nine pieces? That's not limited in any kind of thing, right? 
Like that, that also annoys me when they do, and Amiga's as guilty of it as anybody, you know, doing a limited edition of 7,000 pieces or 2,000 pieces. Oh God, here. they're the ones that annoy me. The, oh God. I so, don't know if I but, agree with that necessarily because like under 2,000 pieces is still fairly limited for what Seiko is. Like if it gets to like 10 or 20,000 limited, that's that's different. But like in the- 2,000 pieces, of produc- it's a production run. But it's limited anyway, to how many. Like, yeah. It is limited to how many they can sell. That's that's the honest mm. truth of it. They're not. They're they know they can make. They can know they can sell five x amount of them, and yeah. that's what they that's what they limited to. And that's why Omega does limited to what was it on the Apollo eleven six thousand nine hundred sixty nine six nine six nine. That's limited edition, <laughs> but they knew they could sell that many of them. So that's what I mean. It's yeah, it's not, no, you're right. for bigger brands, that's not many. Like it's it's like that that's not a big number. That's the thing for Seiko or Omega. That that putting a you know a few thousand on limited run. That's considering how many they would potentially sell. That's still limited. Oh, that's what I see anyway. Like, yeah, but that's yeah, not three thousand dollars, three thousand US dollars for this. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not I'm not buying it for they're, that. It's limited. It's, they're limiting it themselves because. And I know probably they'll sell they'll sell <laughs> them sure all out, but um, <laughs> yeah, they are limited in themselves. Yeah, I like the size thirty six point six millimeters. That's but the bone strap makes it look much bigger though. So and I and I know the original one was I think released on a bone strap. But even the guy in the review says, "Well, you can just take the bone strap off." <laughs> in the review, which I thought was quite interesting, like yeah, you know, on a bun strap, yeah. But the advantage off. of a bun strap is it takes the, the that that crown doesn't dig into your hand or your your wrist. It like if you've worn a like a good bun strap, it's just, it's a lot more comfortable. No wonder it's like five inches away from your wrist. It shouldn't dig into your wrist. But it, like <laughs> as you said, Roman, it's a nice, it's it's a fine looking fine. watch. It's it's objectively yeah. fine. But, Make but it five hundred bucks. It's a decent buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to spend yeah. that money, no, I'm not not doing it. Need something different for that. Like you just look at what's out there for the for the price, and yeah, yeah, five hundred dollars. I think is is where it's, at. and I think when you're talking about think about the price of Seikos or Grand Seikos, I think it's just a good exercise to do with any watch yeah true. you're looking at true because the thing is as well if you look at enough watches if you're listening to this you're probably too into watches you kind of begin to you can kind of see the value in things eventually you're looking at stuff you're like oh this looks like uh because you know yourself when you get to the price you're shocked or whatever and i think you can do that with most things like what am i actually getting for what is this watch giving me what's the finishing like what's the materials like and then how much would you pay for that? And I just think this is so off. Um, but yeah, it's probably sold out already. So what, what do we know? And yeah, and the thing is like this watch is very similar in price to the um, the Russian watch, the Ouroboros we talked about right at the outset. Because that one's, I think, 27. This one's 2,900. And like in my head, I can see, and I'm sure that watch is less well-made, you know, just in terms of quality. But I'm definitely much more excited about paying twenty seven hundred dollars if I was to buy it for that piece than pay twenty nine for this. Like, it just doesn't, you know, doesn't. Yeah. Well, how, how much was our indicator? 
was a bit less than that. Well, it's probably yeah, yeah, on the ballpark. It'll be about around about the same. Not, yeah, about I mean, it's yeah, in the same right sort of category, time. isn't it? Same same range. Yeah, yeah, so, it would be yeah. ballpark. It would be in the ballpark. And after trying Alex's on, I was just that was that was it felt so good on the wrist, and it was it was beautiful. Yeah, and you can't tell the time accurately, <laughs> but but yeah, that's not the point. You got the iPhone for that. That's you yeah. Can that's tell not the time point. when you're taking the wrist shot with your iPhone. That's what. That's yeah. It. it felt like a cool watch to wear. So yeah, and yeah. actually limited. 50, 50 pieces. Yeah, and yeah. that's limited to me. And they don't say it's limited edition. That's that's the sign. That's when a, something's actually limited edition. Yep. They don't call it limited edition. Yep, that's they're not they're not putting that number on it to sell it, are they? Like they're just yep for for your indicator watch. It's just like no, I've only I'm only making this many. This is all I got left. And you find you actually find out through other people how many they're making, sort of thing. He's not. That's not a selling point, is it? Really? The, the yeah. So. Okay, let's slag oh, off well, another Seiko. We're all Seiko. in agreement. We're all in yeah. agreement about this. Yeah, I mean, how many? Cool. Uh, let's make this the watch. We do the. How many Rob Fests out of five would you give this one? Oh, it's a solid one and a half, uh, and it's only one and a half because because I'm counting the price. You know, so if you take the price out of it, like yeah, it's it's a two and a half, maybe a three. Yeah, a I'd de- say you know, it's a decent yeah. looking watch. If it was a thousand or under, I'd say I'd give it a three. But I'm going to give I'm going to go to as low as one just for the value. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was going to give it as well. So two, one Rob Fest from us, and Roman, you give it a one and a half. Did yeah, you say? one and a half. Okay. Yeah, proud. One and a half. Rob Semi proud. Okay. okay, let's go to let's go to the next most expensive Seiko we're going to talk about, and let's go to the Grand Seiko Spring Drive Chronograph GMT SBGC two four zero one hundred fortieth anniversary. Another limited edition, two tone. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking. What a and that's just, and that's Honestly, just, that's all I'm going to say now. Rob Fest, <laughs> zero Rob Fest. Like, no, we only do one Rob Fest rating on on each show, so that's it. Oh, okay, all right. I think Rob Fest, yeah. it's randomly Rob generated. Fest, yeah, this is Rob just Fest jury has declined to grade this one. This um, is this is a pig of pigs. This is just. What's wrong with you tonight, Michael? You won a basketball I'm, game. I think you'd be in a better yeah, mood. You're we like scored, we, on life. We, I know we scored 105 points or something in a basketball game, and I was, I was, I was happy, and I'm, I am. But I'm a negative Nancy with these watches you've thrown me tonight. Like <laughs> this, like good on. Like, how did James Stacey even write about this? Like, he's well, actually managed don't to bring, write. Don't bring James into it. He, he does this for money. It's not a labor of love. Let's not no, bring no, James but, into but it. He's, like, Listen, I could it, copy it, it and takes paste ability. a press release as well. It's fine. It takes a lot allegedly. of... Allegedly. Alex, allegedly. allegedly let's let's allegedly. not get sued. Yeah, let's not... We, we've got podcasts to make. Um, but, like, looking at that, first of all, like, props to Alex for saying the name of the of the model in one breath. Because that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's eleven words from Grand Seiko Spring Drive Chronograph GMT SBGC two forty one hundred fortieth anniversary limited edition. That's insane. First of all, secondly, Michael, do you know how much this watch is? Too much. Or how much it's, would it's, you get? How much? How much do you think this watch is? Looking like, at this picture, I would have said um, a few thousand dollars, and I know it's like <laughs> ten times that, like pretty much. It's it's uh, unbelievable because I, I I did scroll watch, down afterwards. Uh, it's unreal. I, this watch is eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand six hundred. Six hundred. And that's US. I'm sure you could bargain it down uh, to eighteen thousand. Um, like to me, this looks like a watch that you would buy at like you know 
it's it looks like a like a quartz chronograph that you'd buy yes. you know for your kid because there's a lot of subdials. It'd be like you know if my kid if my seven year old was into watches now and he'd like you know things that move around like I'd buy him that. You know he he would he would like the thing. It just once again like it's this game I play and I'm sure there'll be fans of this watch who'll go like oh but it's just special because it's hand rubbed by virgins or you know made of the volcanic material that's you know whatever. Like I get I get it. I get it's probably made really well. It's just not designed particularly well in my it, the the hands are very nice. You know the the polishing on the hands is very nice. The sword has and all. That's twenty four thousand yeah, Australian dollars. Think of think of what else you can buy for twenty four thousand Australian dollars. I mean that's like yacht master money. It's fucking right? forty four millimeters in diameter. It's sixteen millimeters thick. It's it's just pug fugly. It doesn't even ugly. have a regatta counter. That's yeah, and, and I'm taking into account the spring drive technology. I like I it's it's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's awesome. The accuracy and everything it's it's great, but it's still like it's still like twenty four thousand dollars Australian for that. Wow, that's good. they could do a limited run of five. <laughs> it is a limit. Five. Well, let's see how many did they make. <laughs> how many did they make? It's a hundred fortieth anniversary. Did they make a hundred forty of them? No, five hundred. Yeah, because it's yeah five hundred pieces. They're not even pretending to do anything like a certain date or anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like like, we can't sell two thousand of these. Mm, How many can we sell? Five hundred. Okay, let's do five hundred. They didn't even go into that much thought. They're just like, fuck it. Let's do five hundred. Five thousand? No, five hundred. Just do five that. Five hundred. Yeah, that'll do. That that's just that's they're going to hold onto those for a decade at least. Most of them. Like. Uh, yeah, we don't know. I mean, Grand Seiko has very devoted collectors and they like, but somehow they cultivate their like quite mad collector base. Uh, mad, I've been mean, like enthusiastic, not not crazy. Um, although we can argue about that. Um, but yeah, no, they've got to devote. Like I wouldn't be like, once again, it's for only, only 500 pieces. There's probably enough dedicated well-off collectors to buy those. I just, once again, I just don't see it. But that just could be my bias. I just, it does look. Right. It looks like a really cheap quartz watch. Roman, yeah, you totally yeah. nailed it. Yeah, that's what it look. It looks like something you would see, it's like a Hugo maybe Boss in a case at a key cutting place. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's thirty five dollars. Yeah, because and, and the gold you wear it for a week, like and the subdials come loose, and <laughs> the dial is so yeah. overly busy. Oh. Yeah, it's What's all just jammed in there. Give me one thing it's got going for it. Just one thing. This is this is this no is like... helium escape valve. Yep. So you can't argue with that. Fair enough. No, right. Like if helium gets in there, it's stuck in there. Because usually you, like... you throw the watch overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I like the finishing on the the chronograph seconds hand. Yeah, the hands, like the finishing on the hands is nice. Well, you'd bloody hope so for 26 but grand, the, wouldn't you? Especially, so the, the bezel's gold, the pictures are gold. The hands and the hour markers are gold, but then the case is just steel. The case, sorry, the, not the case. The bracelet is just steel. It's not two tone bracelet. Would would you not have? And I, I, listen, I'm not a huge two tone fan. I think it's a real difficult thing to pull off. And the ninety nine percent of two tone watches that I see do not do do it for me at all. I think it's very rare to see two tone watches actually like and this is definitely not one of them mm, no. no it doesn't feel like it but so 
what could you what could you get for twenty four thousand dollars? Like other than that, just just imagine. Oh, lots of things. You know, I'm thinking you can get a Langer eighteen fifteen. I know it's a different sort of you know different no, but thing you watch. But doesn't matter. Like, like just think of all the yeah, think of all the yeah. Ones just in terms of quality, yeah, yeah. There's even kind of from a bigger you know from a conglomerate brands like yeah, you can get it. That's that's Langer and its own money. Yeah. You know? Or Vacheron, yeah. that's Vacheron money. That's Vacheron yeah. something. I'm sure you that used to be FP Jean money, sort of thing. Like I'm even like, yeah. like it's just it's just crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's the pictures on it are horrible. The crown on it is horrible. And is this so? This is a a re. Is this a reissue? Surely they didn't sell this one before. I mean, but it's they're probably selling off the pieces they didn't sell last time they just called it a reissue you know <laughs> actually no, ignore me I'm, I'm i'm speaking from ignorance i don't know it's just yeah. it just does nothing for me but i could be wrong once again for our listeners if you if you love this watch tell us why to not release stuff <laughs> just think is it worth it and then just think no let's let's not let's just wait for something better but i guess there's so much pressure now for brands to bring stuff out all the time because there there is this huge collector community that is constantly wanting to to buy stuff. I mean, there's people out there who just want to buy new watches all the time. And if you don't, it's like our good mate JCB said, like when he was at Hublot, you just need to have limited editions all the time because people want to buy stuff. You don't want them to go someplace else. So you just have a new limited edition. Yeah, But I just think it's... It's not a good thing for the the watch the watch world. You're selling all these watches to people, and there's obviously people that are going to buy them all. But it doesn't mean it's a good it's a good thing. Just let some of them go. If they sell those five hundred pieces for that price, you'll buy one. That that just shows me that anyone could go out there and just make their own watch brand and just like they could sell their watches easily. Like no, see, I get the opposite to that. Because imagine if you were – take the Grand Seiko off the dial and put, yep. you know, whoever. Put, put like if you're an independent watchmaker, let's say, you, and you've made this with your own name on the dial, there is like zero chance you'll sell any of them at $18,000, right? Do we kind of broadly agree? You know, if it was, you know, insert – 100%, yeah. There's no way you It doesn't get even look grand. like a Grand Seiko. Yeah, like you said, it looks like a, a cheap quartz watch. You take – the the Grand Seiko on the dial is almost kind of jarring. Yeah, I, I actually really reckon if you there. if you put an independent name on the dial, you'd sell it, and you wouldn't have to change it, even if it was ugly. Like the fact that it's I don't know, man, it's just got no, nah, not for eighteen grand. Well, let's can we go on to another Seiko as part of the Seiko extravaganza? Okay. This is the one we really, I really like. I look forward to people, somebody actually tuning into this. I'm going to make this the Seiko episode, but I look forward to somebody who actually likes Seiko <laughs> tuning into this and being like, why are they so horrible? Well, Ben, I just did one the... with vintage Seiko, so this is good. This is like yeah. undercutting that. Let's go to the another 140th anniversary limited edition, the Seiko Astron SSH093, which looks, if the other one didn't have Grand Seiko in the dial, you would think these would be in the same kind of price bracket or the same I know you'd expect to see these two watches side by side in a shop window. Yes, in exactly. A shopping center. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I would actually go as far I don't think it's even a big 
stretch to see to go as far. I would actually say this is a more attractive watch than the Grand Seiko by a long shot, by a long way. Yeah, well, this one would be. It's this one's easier for me to talk about why it's actually interesting. You know, it's a GPS solar time. You know, like it talks to satellites. You know, it's got this crystal. You know, it's got this really interesting dial. You know, like it's got his pedigree. Astron was the first quad. Like, you know, you can spin a nice story about this. Um, I don't know how much this watch is because I haven't. I like all the, the depth out. of the dial too. Yeah, like the, so this uh, one. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 yeah. So what this this uh, how much right, is let's this have a look at the price? Two, two, two. All right, two, so that's seven. that's yeah, doable. That's fine. That's, that's reasonable fine. for what yeah, it is. I think yep. I think that's a good buy. Like it, there's, yep. if you're into quartz watches, if you're into like you know talking, if you want your watch to talk to satellites and synchronize, and you you know you're into the whole history of you know quartz watches with the Astron, like that's actually solid. Like I would totally. I wouldn't buy this because that's not really my bag, but I would totally be interested. And somebody showed me this at a watch meet, like interesting hands, you know, like I'd, I'd totally talk to somebody about this and get really into it. Totally get this for two games. Goodbye. You could recommend it. Yeah. Totally. This could, this is the kind of watch that somebody would get and it would be their one watch forever. They would go to the local shopping center, go to the jewelers. They'd see in the window and they'd go, wow, that looks great. It's $2,000. This is like an expensive watch. This is gonna be my, my one good watch, and I don't think there's anything really. I don't think it'd be a it'd be a bad choice. I agree with Michael. Like the depth of the dial, mm. it's not the other one. It was just everything was just chucked in there. The the subdials and everything are kind of seemingly well placed out. There's there seems there's to be more quality on. there. Like it just yeah. looks like it's more quality on the dial, doesn't? It? Even though it's not, it looks more balanced. Even though you've got like a um, a date at the between the four and the five, and a is that a twenty four hour time there as well? Yeah, it still looks balanced. They they seem to just hide in there almost. But yeah, that depth is is a lot nicer than the other one. Quite like this one, I have to yeah. say. I'm actually really digging this. Yep. Is the Seiko and the Astron is that positive. kind of floating? It looks. Or yeah. Is it on the inside of the glass. No, it can't be on the inside of the glass, is it? But it looks like it's it's kind of raised up off the dial. I guess maybe the same as the the subdial rings are kind of lifted up. Yeah, I think there's like a crystal. The the dial plate underneath the hour markers is like a little glass or crystal thing, and that's where that's printed on. So I think that's why in oblique light it sort of looks like it's floating. That's really cool. That's actually like a genuinely cool cool watch. I totally mm, play yeah. with one of those. Like, yeah, I, it I doesn't like this. look cheap as well. I think the other one, yeah. looked, the Grand Seiko, looked really cheap. So I, I, it's crazy how you can go so far wrong. I guess that's like a that's got to be a huge issue if you're selling two watches. One costs ten times as much as the other one, and the cheaper one looks substantially better like that's there's some kind of something gone something wrong there, there. Right? and that's essentially what you're saying because it is 10 times more mm. expensive the other one like mm. that just doesn't make sense mm. yeah i mean yeah. it makes sense i, I think there's there's, this, there's with the spring drive and everything but that's yeah the value isn't there for me this one there's a lot of value this is cool i like this one yeah geez we're actually getting positive as we, as we go on uh, wait for it. Wait for wait it. For let's it, go yeah. to the most. Ex- let's go to the most expensive. Which, 
really I was waiting for this. I was surprised. For this, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is the one where me. I looked. I couldn't tell. Like I couldn't. Like I looked at it. Go like it'll be like four grand because it's a Grand Seiko. It'll be four five k. Oh, I was think. I, I was thinking closer to ten. That was my guess. And because I did well, first of all, I didn't know the metal it was made out of. That, that and that's a big difference. But I was looking at the case finishing, the dial, and the hand finishing, and it was. And then, if you when they talk about trying to balance the weight, so the the center of gravity, they've tried to set the center of gravity so it's as low as possible to the wrist, to the back of the watch, so that it feels like it's not top heavy. Like they've done a lot of, they've done a lot of work and put a lot of thought into how the it even it's even weighted on this watch. But then I saw the price. I was like, what the, what's going on here? And so I what realized is the price? it's. Uh, it's it? fifty nine thousand eight hundred dollars US. That's US. Yep. Let's tell people the watch we're talking about first before we get yes uh, totally okay. into it. It's the no, it's a Grand Seiko SLGH 7 High Beat Tree Rings. It's good. You got to take a long breath before you start saying Grand Seiko model. There's name. too much there. The when you were series, talking about ten yeah. grand, Michael, yeah. I thought if it was steel. Yep. Obviously, it's platinum, but if it was steel, I would have thought it would be like an eight grand yep. grand Seiko. Yep. And I wouldn't pay eight grand for it. You'd pay like five used or grey market or yep. whatever. Exactly. Um, but it's it looks it's it could almost be that Alpinist. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put this is on a different level. Like if you look at really look at the case finishing. Yeah, you know, but from a distance, I'm saying yeah. on, the, on the rest of you, yeah. you couldn't have been Couldn't, tell. couldn't but, tell. But watchmaking is, it is about those details when you get closer, isn't it really? Like the, the value. And if you look at the movement of this one, it is it is really nice. Like well, you'd hope so. This looks like a really, yeah, this looks like a really high quality watch to me in every way i can't fault it for quality with the the everything the case the dial the hands not necessarily design like design doesn't blow me away or anything but just the quality of the finish in the case hands and dial and then the movement as well it's it's it is spectacular but if they did it i'd like to see them try and do this and maybe they have done this sort of in steel at some stage a version of it i i haven't really got into grand seiko much but yeah when i see that price and see that it's because it's platinum um limited edition of 140 pieces i think they're going to sell it i funny enough even though it's even though you could get a some of the best um some of the better uh independent watchmakers you can get some of their watches for that sort of price we're getting close to that i think they're still going to sell this this is a platinum limited edition and it's high quality. I think they will sell. Have you have you got that page open? Yep. At the moment, have you? Yep. Have I look at the? There's a. So we're looking at the Hodinkee article for for folks. Now. Yes. You can find the picture of the movement that they've yep. got. Yep. Up there, that movement's dirty as anything. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> saw that. I saw that, but that could either, be either it's either crappy pictures. But even if you look at just you know the kind of the beveling on the thing where the, just above it says Grand Seiko. If you look at the edge there, like that's really uneven. Like that polishing on that is really uneven, really I'm gonna, crappy. I'm going to zoom up. 
It's yeah, yeah, and there's like I, dust I know and there's crap about. on the thing. Well, well that, like that there's a that, hair that, near one of the jewel holes. Like it's just it looks yeah. Like if you go past the Grand Seiko, that yep. you know that ruby next to it, there's a little hair or something on it. Like yeah, towards the yeah, bottom yeah, of exactly. That. And I was thinking maybe it's on the crystal, and and it just looks like it's on the movement because that's the first thing I th- saw when I looked at it and thought, oh, I'm going to look past that because. Well, yeah. this watch is only 50K. You can look past the little things at 50 yeah. <laughs> you know, look, like It doesn't, yeah, it's it's still like, do, it doesn't, that's the thing. It doesn't compare to some of the independent watchmakers out there that would be a similar price. No way. Like the finishing isn't as good as them, but I can see hmm. the quality. It's a step up from some of the other stuff I've seen from them before. Um, yeah. Yeah, even like if you look at the not necessarily the barrel jewel, that the quality of the finishing around that the chamfer in there around the barrel jewel is good, but the other jewels it looks mm. really average. Like I still think it's a it's a nice movement, but it yeah, it is lacking. It's not it's not like it, an independent. Yeah, but if I showed you just a picture of that movement and said, "Hey, guess how much this watch retails for?" There's no way you would go, oh, it's 50K. It's above 20K. Above, you know, do you know what I mean? Like if you yep. just had the picture of the movement, yep. no way you could guess the quality or the price from True. based on that. And it could be just a crappy picture, in which case that's not what Hodinka usually do. Like if anything, yeah. you know, they, they would be the best people at taking pictures of, of this watch. And yeah, it just doesn't look impressive. And that's once true. again, it's just I could not get, could not guess the price. On that same photograph of the movement, if you look at one of the notches, the top notch over on the right hand side, for I saw that opening the case back. Somebody's used the wrong case back key, um, and you can see it's it's moved and scratched yeah, yeah, yeah. the case back, and you can see yeah. as well little indentations yep. into they've used yeah. a, a harder metal case back key, and it's, it's bruised the metal. Yeah, it's bruised the metal. Yeah, which as someone who does that at least twenty times a day. I can tell you, yep. not, you're like, oh shit. Yep, I agree. I'm and I'm 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 not taking back what I said about necessarily. You need the, to the, take it back, Michael. <laughs> the overall quality the is finest. good, but as I'm saying, the price is way out. Like I'm like, if this was, if this was ten thousand, it's all right. That's fine. But and I know it's platinum, but I'm just because it's platinum, you can't put it up at that price. I'm sorry. It's just that's just yeah. And, and unfortunately, this will probably sell because of it's limited and it's platinum and it's yeah, it's um yeah ten grand. It is what it is. Yep, it this is. This isn't the normal Michael Woods turnaround. Normally, he I goes like from negative to positive. Yep, and he might do the yeah. turn when we talk about the next watch. If we talk about the Lacroix, <laughs> he's going to come right back. <laughs> <laughs> I like as well that they're showing the what they've got a photograph. As much as I, I don't like to say anything positive about Hadinki, um, they've got a, a picture of the the watch on someone's wrist, and the, the watch kind of looks pretty huge on them. But they've got five and a half inch wrist. They've actually got that on the yes. yeah, yeah, on the photograph, yeah. which I yeah. think is is good. good. Yeah, exactly. What, what good is on the, you, Hadinki? Good on what you. What is the size of the um, the case of this one? Because it looks quite big on that wrist, doesn't it? So is that because is that a is that a female wrist? I think it's a female wrist. Yeah, I think they're going for the female yeah thing yeah, that's going about just now. Doesn't say they figured. Come on, Jack. Sell any, so. Come on, Jack. Put the case dimensions. Oh, hang on. Forty uh, mil. Forty mil case. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. It's fine. We're never going to see one anyway. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, other things. Anybody... There's other. If you wanted to get one, get some, get something similar from Grand Seiko and steal for six grand or something. Yeah. No one of... will know the difference. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so what is what is that in Australian dollars? Like eighty. Must be close. Yeah, seventy six, seventy seven. Plus two. About seventy six. Can you imagine? You're, you're talking about some of the better independents now, Roman. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine you meet somebody and they show you, you know, you show them your Grand Seiko and they yep. show you their um, MBNF LM101, you know. Yep. And you're yep. like, oh, look, about the same price, eh? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the person no, that would buy a watch like this, they would never wear an MBNF, right? It's just, this is so kind of under the the radar this is when we talk about kind of stealth wealth watches um this is kind of has to be up there in terms of no one would ever suspect that you're wearing a watch of that value um and i'm guessing people that buy this watch don't want people to to stare at the wrist like people do who, who wear an, an mbnf I mean, I suspect the way you'd sell this watch is you'd find somebody who really appreciates, you know, the Japanese aesthetic, and then you could really sell them on the uh, sell them, you know, you know, sort of just you can really convince them about, you know, the craftsmanship of that special dial that it looks like the rings on a tree, and you know, you'll, you know, and there's one craftsman who hand polishes the hands, and you know, like you you can probably weave something. I mean, I'd imagine if they only make 140 of these, there'll be probably one or two people in the factory who actually put these together. Um, obviously, yeah. not the people who are opening the case back, but probably somebody a bit better <laughs> than that. Um, you know, you could probably spin a similar story about this is made by the loving hands of the craftsman, but it's a it's a tough. It would be a tough lift, at least. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm easy. I could easily talk to you about MBNF and why that's worth the really expensive price tag. I'd find it really difficult to talk about this one with the same level of enthusiasm. But we're we're talking like we're talking price ranges. You could you could almost go. You could pretty much go out and get something from Christian Lass or Rick Shep, Rick Seppi. Like, yeah, a couple of sky dwellers. Like. That's my, that's my that's my I'm, I'm thinking of like Rexep or um or Christian Lass like for that money like that's what you're talking really aren't you? You get money back. Christian Lass is yeah. fifty thousand Swiss francs, and that's which is true. and we should tell all our listeners go if you can afford to buy an independent watch like Christian is like a major talent. Definitely yeah. buy buy one of his now. Um, yeah, definitely. That's and where this, this Seiko this just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Then, so yeah, you loved this watch up at five minutes ago, Michael. The more I look at the, no, I, the I, movement I, now and the specs and stuff in it, the more I think somebody's had to open this and fix something and close it back up again. Like somebody's had somebody's been there and like we're about to send this watch to Hidinki. Oh shit! It's not it's not working. Or there's a, a case clamp screws come loose or something. Somebody quick open up. Oh, little Jimmy, the watchmaker's not around. Oh, okay, just get you just open it up. We can little fix Jimmy. it. I've done this before. I did this at Basel World '98. It's fine. I can do it. I can do it. And they've opened uh, it up, uh, and they've got dirt in the movement, and they've they've buggered up the 
I, yeah, I reckon right. that. Yeah, I reckon it was like a job for Gus Grissom at like CSI Miami. It was like forensics. You know, there's like a crime scene in there with fingerprints and stuff in the movement. They're like, just bring a mop, and you know, we can get some latent prints of the watchmaker off the off the. Actually, like, yeah. If this if this came in, if I was doing diagnostics on this and it came in for warranty or something, I'd be like, no, nah, warranty Someone denied. Third, yeah, exactly. third party intervention. Third like this party. has been in a shopping center or something. Yeah, something. exactly. It's been like opening it. With the yeah, you'd call. Yeah, center. you'd call it unauthorized penetration. Of yeah, the, no, look, know, like that's that's what I'm saying is I like the look of the watch without the price. Like it feels to me like like a lot of the brands. As soon as you put platinum in there, all of a sudden they can just go fuck. Let's just put the price through the roof. Like everyone knows, platinum's the best. We can just multiply it by ten the price of it, pretty much, and people will still buy it. It feels to me it's like one of those. Like if, we, if as soon as they put platinum in there, it just goes ballistic with the price, and no, I just don't see the value in it. Yeah, um, if you want a platinum watch that's handmade, you know, go talk to David Walter. He'll make yeah. you a platinum watch. Probably yep. cost you less than this. Yeah, exactly. And I bet you he'll wipe his fingerprints off the movement as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you might have to pay extra for that. Um, and you know, cheers to David, who's an amazing yeah. watchmaker. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're not. You so love we're, all, all the three little of us shout outs to um to all the previous guests. This is when I'm when I look at your show notes, Roman. It's like a shout out to it's always like <laughs> our know. good friend Max Busser, Christ, our other great friend Christian Last. It's like always ten people. You love to drop names. Yeah, totally. Because does this because this sort of watch makes me really angry. Like if you because it's like it's fifty nine thousand dollars, and you're like for fifty nine grand, like we can between the three of us can name fifteen people, fifteen watchmakers or brands who can make you a better watch with a lot more soul and a lot fewer fingerprints and crap around the jewel marks. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all I'm I'm saying. But if you, once again, if you're listening to this and you'd completely disagree with us, um, yeah, definitely reach out. I'd, like, I'd love to hear the opposite side to that. Like, somebody who thinks this is definitely worth fifty and they've underpriced it. Like, oh, you know, I would have paid eighty for that. You know, get in touch. I'd love to hear that. You know, I guess that's the thing as well with big brands. Like, they're always going to be working out they're always going to have some accountant there who works out the most they can charge for something and i think that's obviously where the platinum thing comes in as well like why do we make this in platinum that that way we can get the maximum profit we can charge the maximum amount and i think that's the big disconnect between actual watchmaking and then the kind of business side of things where things can kind of go a bit a bit off track about what they should be doing versus what they actually do. Yeah, because the price of platinum itself is actually it's the same as gold. Yeah, pretty it's much. Little, at the the moment. It's yeah. I mean, the idea I think is that platinum's harder to work with, so that's you know it's harder to machine. Of course. So that's why the idea is you price it higher. But like it's, but it's not to the you know double or whatever some of the brands are charging. That just seems like a. You know, yeah, but also titanium is not easy to work with either. So it's like, yeah, and it like, explodes. But they, it I burns. think they just because platinum yeah. is seen as precious, it's like they can just charge so much for it. Like I know it's hard to work with, um, but, but yeah. all of us are hard to work with. We don't charge platinum. <laughs> <money anymore. laughs> okay, let's, all right. uh, let's leave the the grand seagulls. The let's note, leave all the yeah. seagulls and go to. What is actually my favorite watch 
of all the watches feature tonight. Not that we've had any amazing watches that, that you should love, but let's go to the Maurice Lacroix oh, Icon nice. Venture GMT watch, which I actually quite like the look of on the rubber strap. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. And I've seen icons before that I'm not a huge fan of, but I just think, and I don't know if they've done ones on rubber before, but I really, really like the look of this, especially with, with the, is that a white dial or a silver dial? It's silver. I, that's what I was wondering. What is that dial? Because it, it's sort of hovering in between white and silver. It looks fantastic, doesn't it? With that orange hand, it, they've, they've taken some amazing images here. Like, yeah, that white dial looks, it's, it's like a creamy color, isn't it? What do you think, Roman? I thought this would be the one you'd probably dislike the the most. Maurice Lacroix seems like one of those brands that you you would say, "Why do they even exist anymore?" Uh, well, uh, yes and no. I mean, I mean, my my issue with this watch is sort of similar to sort of some of the others. I, I don't quite understand why this watch exists. Um, yeah, because it's kind of it's not special <laughs> enough to be like it's not interesting enough to be special. No. And then you're already sort of entering into a pretty crowded field. Like the, the like I agree with you, Alex. Like the watch is actually quite nice. Um, the, the first thing that jumped at me was one of the pictures had the the bezel, the twelve and the six look yeah. a bit sort of wonky, a bit cockeyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of slightly, but you know it's hard to get bezels right. I mean, no company has managed to make a bezel that's sort of even yet. It's a difficult. It's interesting sort of that they've got like a steel and ceramic. Is it steel? Steel and ceramic I'd say bezel. So. Yeah. But look, yeah. it, it's like it's it's all right. I mean, you know, the the GMT hand's a little bit short, but you know, length yep. is not everything. Um, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have purpose. Oh you know? um, You've got just coming on other shows, Roman. On your show, Absolutely. you're always so like well behaved. You've you made one kind of semi risky joke per episode, and you're like, okay, I'll get back in my my cage yeah, now. Well, come well, on here, I, and I just all over the bloody place. Well, I don't know how many of these will make the final edit. You know, I got to throw a lot in because you know, a lot gets cut out in the edit. Um, you made a good look, point look, with all, the GMT hand. You made a good yeah, point. It's, it's that GMT short. hand it's has to be longer. Short. Yeah, so it's yeah. a little short, but you know, it's sort of it's pointing in the right direction. So they get credit for that. Um, yeah. The the orange kind of. You know, I don't know where they find where they get their inspiration for an orange GMT hand. It's amazing how they just come up with stuff like that on their own. Um, but look, it's okay. I, I mean, my sort of the worry I have with it not worry is a strong word, I don't lose sleep over it. But you know, there are some small brands that do interesting stuff and they charge in this kind of price range, and you kind of go, like, Oh, yeah, cool. If you're in into like a slightly different aesthetic, I, I can see why somebody would buy this as opposed to something else. I mean, this is clearly designed for people who can't afford any of the integrated sports bracelet watches that are a little bit higher in price. Do you know what I mean? Like the only reason this exists is because all those other watches exist. And I kind of think that's the wrong strategy for Maurice Lacroix. Like if I was managing it, and obviously you could do worse than me. I mean, look at who's currently running them. Um, you could cut like three quarters of their SKUs. You know, they've got some really interesting, like their masterpiece collection's not bad. You know, they've got like that sort of square... I think it's called like a round square thing where like the second hand is actually like a square, but it still turns. Like it's quite interesting. So they've got interesting models in their back catalogue. Um, this is a, just a bit kind of bland. It's it's all right. Like it's priced well um, at, you know, 2,350 um, Swiss francs. So it's about similar in US dollars or something. It, it's it's fine. Like it, it's okay. Um, the bracelet, interesting. The, I agree with you, Alex. I like the rubber rather than the, the steel bracelet that just looks a bit weird 
Um, yeah, and they just need to fix that bezel because that pip on the on the 12 on the bezel, oh, yeah, the pip at 12 o'clock and the 12 at 6 o'clock on the bezel just look wrong. They just look like askew. It amazes me they put things managed to go out mm. and like they that. leave the company and mm. then they also go to the publication and surely they must see and contact the manufacturer and maybe they're just like yeah just go for it just put it out anyway do they go like, um, we could fix it for you and yeah do you want us to photoshop it a little bit straight you yeah know, keep making them yeah. off off kilter we'll just photoshop it so like no no go authenticity um, yeah, it just it looks yeah. off, doesn't it? That that yeah. one of those yeah. pictures just like it's, it's that would that, annoy me. That would completely. That would, I would, and and I've I come from a background at, at Rolex where the they fuss about the the bezel being off by a micron. Just the this looks way off. This is like that's not even close. So I'm thinking it's because it. I'm guessing it's a full ceramic ring. And then those, the, the 12 o'clock, the 4, 8, 12, 16, 20 hours attach over the top. Yep. Ah, okay. And yeah. the, the tolerances on those are kind of out. Um, when you look down, I think it's the one of the pictures, the first picture with the black the dial. Black. Yep. You can kind of see that, yeah, the, it's... It's not, and I think the bezel itself is lined up properly. It's those caps that go over the top. Um, I've seen similar things. They, they they always come loose. It just it's these things come come loose, especially uh, on a two grand watch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, it's just loose. I don't know. But that's that's where another company would actually go back to the drawing board and say, no, we this isn't going to work. Yeah, you know. But no. I think someone like this would just say, no, we're, we're pushing. It's going out this way. We're not going back to the drawing board. And initially when I saw this, I liked the pictures of the the, the pale dial. It's yeah, like the pale dial's not bad. That's yeah, the one I'm and, thinking. And then I started looking at the watch thinking they're just they're, – they're, it's almost like they're trying to sell this off of other brands that have done it before, like you said before. Like it, it does yeah. look like other, other watches and – Maybe they're going to go for that, but that price is still too much for it. I think, honestly. Really? Yeah. What does that come out? Other shit what? we've seen tonight. Yeah, but this is still. You're talking about like three grand Australian, maybe. I mean, like this 3, is the Seiko Alpinist money. Alpinist three edition money. <laughs> that's you know, not a great thing to to be able to no, say now. Like you've thrown some shit in that Seiko Alpinist money. You've I know it's slim pickings out there. Yeah. They're just no, they're pumping one. out so much crap. <laughs> Do you, do you know what I'm thinking now that I'm looking at it? And once again, like I'm, as we're talking, I've stared at this watch longer than I have in preparation for this for this episode. Yeah. Um, do you remember a couple of years ago, Moser got into trouble, Moser and C, because they did this icons yeah. watch, you yes. know, where they did like a melange of stuff. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of that. It's like, you know, we'll take a, <laughs> a GMT hand from Rolex. maybe a watch you may or may not recognize. Could, yep. could be a Rolex, could be a, uh, yeah, anyway, we don't know who, just it's an idea we had yep then you take like the end of the you know the the sort of the place where the um the end links where the bracelet attaches i mean that's just 
you know, we don't want to say which brand that looks like, but you know, could yep. be in anything that rhymes with blow. Actually, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible. Ter- that's a terrible rhyme. No, don't that's rhyme fantastic. That in heads, people. Um, yeah, um, you know, and yeah, and then you kind of look at hands that may or may not have been inspired. It's the wrong word by a Nautilus type arrangement. You know, in some sort of iteration. Yeah, and you kind of go like, if we throw it together, maybe they won't notice, kind of thing. Yeah, and we can't just um, do a normal again, ceramic. We can't just do a normal black ceramic bezel because people have been getting like a lot of bad attention for that sort of thing. So we're gonna have to put these steel caps over them. Yeah, we'll put just, a skew with. They're just steel gonna cap sit on. there. No one will think. We're, yeah, they're just gonna sit there loosely. <laughs> well, you want to ra- like you know when you wear a watch, you want to hear a rattle. That's how you know it hasn't been stolen off your wrist. <laughs> so this is good, you know. All right. I'm probably thinking yeah. they'll be expect people will be expecting it to to be kind of fitting properly. Just have them kind of sugarly and loose. <laughs> Keep people people won't notice the fact it's on a yeah. kind of uh, royal oak bracelet. That's yeah. why I, I, it kills it for me. The one that's on the bracelet is just yeah. it's far too, too much. It's like too royal oak, yeah. and that's you just when you go into this page. What is it on a blog to blog to watch? Blog that's to why watch. the first picture. I kind of like i'm like okay rubber strap yeah, exactly it's kind of different that's the best dial configuration the silver dial with the orange hand the yeah. because it's the picture is at an angle you can't see that all the things are are out of alignment <laughs> but i think on if i think if it was done well for that money i think it'd be I think it'd be okay and i think it's different enough obviously they're going for that integrated bracelet that Look, kind of yeah. sports watch market, um, but it actually reminds me a bit of that brand that that Rob sells, Laventure. Oh, Laventure, um, yeah, yeah. There's it kind of has that similar kind of yeah vibe the to hour it. markers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it's yeah. still my. I mean, it's like I say, it's slim pickings, but it's still my favorite out of the the motley crew of shitters we've been looking over tonight. Um, but I do. I like the I like the rubber strap version at the, the top. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a I'm gonna talk about the case back. Um, yeah. Well, I haven't given got to the face case back. No, yeah. So I I actually like that they've put um, the the cities with the with the the time zones on there. That's that's handy. It's useful. But once again, like less is more sometimes, and and a lot of watch companies should just try and. Just should just try and hold back on putting unnecessary stuff. They have got sapphire crystal put written on the case back. <laughs> like, do we fucking need to know what the crystal is? Like, just leave that shit off. Like, thank God it's we... not a display case back. It's have all the barrels be... numbered and everything. <laughs> how do like... they make the crist- How do they make the sapphire crystal look like metal on the back? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so it's unnecessary. Like, like. So many of the watch companies out there should just be told, remember, less is more. Just try and refrain from putting unnecessary stuff on watches. You just just keep it simple. Just, Higher yeah, quality, no battery. less. Yeah. Like, yeah, Sapphire Crystal is written there. Like, that just seems so weird. Swiss made, fine. Everything's got to have Swiss made these days. Like, most of, you know, stainless yeah, especially steel, Especially stuff fine. that isn't made in Switzerland. Yeah, you've got to put it on there. Fine, stainless steel. Like, Allegedly. yeah, just in case we we were thinking it was titanium, you know, but sapphire crystal. Like, I'm sure we don't need to know that it's got a sapphire crystal on it. 
Like, I'm a bit I disappointed love, by the 30 meters water resistance as well. No, no, 30 atmosphere. So that'd be 300 meters. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I thought of that as well. I'm like, surely, surely this thing can go deeper than splashing your wrists. It's not always guaranteed, mind you. Okay, but, yeah. 300 then. Okay, good. That's that's it's impressive enough. 300, yeah. 300 yep. on a case back that... that's got like the screws. screws. Like normally, yeah. yeah, that's not normally how. No. That goes right. Well, Maybe it's like the more screws in a case back, then the least, the, the less. Well, you look at a Royal Oak. I mean, no, that's not that doesn't go down. I can't remember the depth of a Royal Oak. Um, it's like. 50 or something, isn't it? Thought 50 it was meters? A, yeah, I'm not sure. Could be 100 even. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, but yes, yeah, 300 meters is... is um, maybe they just engraved it on there and it can't do... It can only do 30 meters. Yeah, Who so knows? look like... This I mean, they've engraved are, Sapphire Crystal on there. Yeah, I mean, that costs money. I mean, imagine that. If you take that off, you'd save a couple of euros off the price. You know, might, might sell it for 10 euros cheaper. Yep. Or 10 Swiss francs cheaper if you just don't do that. Um, like, uh, like I kind of agree with Alex. It, it's all right for the for the price that they ch- they're actually charging you a decent price for an okay watch. You know, like they're not yeah. doing the Seiko. This looks like shit, but we're going to charge you twenty k for. Like, I can sort of argue why this should be. Well, I, I can sort of see why this would be twenty five hundred Swiss francs, and I can kind of defend that price. You know. They've probably yeah. got to pay royalties to the companies that inspired designs from, um, and you know once you once you take that out, you know, um, yeah, you're getting a bit of everything. You're getting a bit of everything for a bargain yeah, price see, when you think of icon. it. You get a royal. That's why Oak they and, call it the icon. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's why they call it the icon collection. Yeah, exactly. Because right? yeah. it's inspired by. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll, fine. I'll I'll agree with you on that. That like there's there's enough value there with ceramic bezel, and I like the look of the. With the with the rubber strap and the white dial, um, or the silver dial, whatever it is, um, and it's not limited, yeah. so we can all get it. Should we get it for like a Roman the Regulator special? You, your G Shock. Should we get like matching ones? Yeah, why not? <laughs> See that that's where the price still is. Just like oh, I could buy something else for that. For that, we can price. get a group discount. Sure. I think. Would I be angry if someone got this for me as a gift? Would I? fake my own death moved to another country so i didn't have to wear it and no, you know but what that's not i'd even, probably i'd probably wear this that's not even the question like if somebody showed you this at like a like if you a relative or a friend of a friend who knew you were into watches showed you their new watch which was this and said hey i paid two and a half grand for it yeah i'd be like i wouldn't i wouldn't automatically assume they just I wouldn't laugh in their face yeah, I would no. say like maybe don't pay retail for Maurice. Like right, but that's a different story. But for two and a half grand, like that's fine. You know, that's kind of yeah. They didn't they didn't pants you, like they didn't see you coming in sort of laugh after you left. Like if you'd bought that twenty thousand dollars Seiko, I would definitely make fun of you for that. This is You're, this is decent. Does it come with both the bracelet and the rubber strap? Uh, no, I think no. it's. I think the cheaper it says price is starting at. So oh, I think okay. It must be. Although I don't know, maybe because I know that's something people do now, and it does have quick release. Yeah. Um, there's quick release spring, spring bars stands, that yeah. I've, I'm seeing on more and more rados and stuff at work as well. Um, in this same kind of price range, so maybe you do get the bracelet and and the rubber strap with it and that kind of makes it i don't know it's it, it is it is like two different watches on going from the bracelet to the rubber strap it totally changes the, the look of the watch completely yeah 
there yeah, we go. But, so but I agree with you, Alex. Now. If you have to get the rubber strap, because otherwise you're just looking you're looking like a, a royal oak uh, wannabe. Well, there you go. Well, at least we've all agreed to buy this one. That's good. Hopefully, a group discount. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that it's such a poor selection of watches tonight, guys. But this is just the, this is what the world. This is why Rob refused to come on tonight. He's like, I'm not even talking about this bullshit. This is garbage. So that's when I did you ask Rob? <laughs> I did say to yeah. Rob, "Do you want to do one this week?" But he said he wasn't available till Friday, and I said I'd be probably starting drinking ahead of Sunday's drinks for uh, John's leaving. John I'm going away. Yeah, John yeah, Fuck's yeah. Uh, things. So I'd have to start getting the old liver warmed up on the Friday night, so I can do <laughs> one Friday night. And I want to try. I want to actually try and get this one out for tomorrow. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, yeah. People will want to hear this, you know, before they, <laughs> before they discover, you know, that all the, all, you know, all the Seikos are sold. Those tree, there's only 140 of those tree bark things. <laughs> yeah, just listen to, to us first, early. because maybe yeah, you could we, put we that money towards you. Christian Lass or Rick Shep. Yeah, yeah. Or how 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 happy would you be if if you got that message from either of those two going, hey hey guys, I just had a customer who was going, you know, yeah. credit card in hand. On the way to the Seiko store, just happened to turn on your podcast. You know, they turned the car around <laughs> and put the order in for my watch. <laughs> oh, that would just made that one make, Christian make less. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got the credit card and, ready. And, yeah, and keep the change. Keep the yeah. ten grand change. You know, you've saved me. You know, maybe yeah, throw, throw in an extra strap. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, guys, do you want to do some Instagram recommendations, which I know you're both prepared for? Yes, just give me a second. Yeah, give me a second. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in you, Michael. Why? Because uh, just I in asked... general. That was just in general. Yeah, yeah. that was it just was an yeah, apropos yeah, terrible any... disappointment to me. <laughs> um so I asked both these gentlemen for their Instagram recommendations ahead of time. This is mm-hmm. to get Rob into training. Yep. So Rob doesn't come on the podcast anymore unless he gives gets me the Instagram recommendation before we start recording. So I don't have to edit out all the bits where he's like arguing with me about he doesn't want to do it. And Michael gave an Instagram recommendation, which was the last person to follow me on Instagram. So I know it's just whatever's come up on his notifications. And he's gone, oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that person just followed me. Yeah. Am I right, I, Michael? I've, I've got, right? Yes, I've got that much yeah. to choose from that I actually went into the last people, like the recent people that followed me and I'm trying to look for people that maybe don't have as many, like don't have several thousand followers and yeah, why not? Like if we're going to be doing lots of podcasts, there's going to be, yeah, at least I've got, like the fact that Rob says there's no one to choose from, like it's just, it's just so <laughs> hard to do it. you said that a few times as well. I could, I could probably recommend 15 or 20 people, you know, at the moment. <laughs> okay, oh, Michael, who's, go. who's your one? Yep, so... I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's I think it's Rico's Wifey. Um, so it's at R-I-C-O-S-W-I-F-E-Y-Y. And yeah, just a small collection of, of watches. It doesn't look like she's been on Instagram for very long. So there's a... Um, only that started in February for a female recommendation. That's great. Yeah. Good on you. Yep. Just and a just a good balance to 
to Rico from Rico's Watches podcast. So a competing podcast. Yep. And I actually saw their podcast earlier on. I was checking our position in the Bahrain Apple Podcasts chart mm-hmm. for hobbies, yeah. which yeah. were number hotly. one just now. We are crushing it. And yeah. Hotly contested. Yeah. Bahrain, Rico's Watches mm-hmm. podcast, new in at number three. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to give them a boost. Yeah. Scottish Watch is number four. And then at number five, My Little Pony Talk. So we need to keep <laughs> these bastards, those My Little Pony bastards down. My Little Pony's position. going down. Down, down, yeah. down. Um, that's a di- that's yeah. a different podcast, Michael. That's that's fan erotica. That's we don't we don't endorse that. <laughs> There's uh, only eleven podcasts on the hobbies charts for Bahrain, and honestly, Jesus. like eight of them are watch related. Wow. Yeah. There's the cross stitch, yeah. My Little Pony, and yeah, I think that's it. Yep. Wow. Imagine no, I th- if you're a go- yeah. Imagine if you listen to all three. I mean, I'd love to meet somebody who's like, who is just following, you know, who just does like the charts. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the same people who just download, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the best games. It's just, oh, no, I just listen to the best. <laughs> One, two, three. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to Fifth meet that Radio Cross Stitch. My little pony <laughs> talk. Yeah. And then Rico's yeah. watches at number four. Yeah. Oh, back yeah. to watches again. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank God. What a whiplash <laughs> week. Yeah. I really like the this going back to Rico's wifey. I really like the Seamaster she's got. Like she's got a Speedmaster as well, but the Seamaster with the um beads of rice bracelet is quite cool. I like mm. that. So yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's it. She looks a bit like my ex wife, actually. Oh right. Oh, that's awkward. That's awkward. Not, yeah, is it? But... Is it Alex? Yeah. No. No, because my ex-wife still, I still have her her Omega Seamaster that I haven't fixed yet. So she occasionally, every six months, she sends me a message. Just give me my watch back. <laughs> well, I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to get around to it once I fix everyone else's watches. Good recommendation, Michael. Thank you, Alex. Very proud of you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Robin, <laughs> who's your one? Uh, oh, well, I've got, it's not. It's not anybody's wifey because that's not the sort of the that's not the things I search for on Instagram, Michael. But <laughs> um, mine is F Cons two, so F for Fred C O N S number two. Uh, Frank Concerretta is the guy's name, uh, and some yeah, just really cool. Kind of, he's got a Kudoki, which is very very handsome. He's got some cool, really cool. So there's a Blancpain. There's a few really cool kind of indie pieces a few nice sort of amigas scroll past the rolexes because that's just guff um good balance of stuff there yeah yeah Yeah, that's what i thought so really interesting you know he's got a nomos and stuff so just a like a really good eye he's got a really good eye yep for stuff there's an oak and oscar and stuff so yeah uh, really cool and yeah not many followers interestingly enough but that kudoki that's how i discovered that account i was yeah down that kudoki Rabbit hole. I even yeah. like the look so. of that Seamaster with the, it's like the blue and the silver, silvery sort of wave dial. Like yeah. it's, it's, I haven't seen that one before, actually. No, yeah, but nice. you know, the, but you know the official sort of our official stance on Seamasters. You know, if it doesn't have a if it doesn't have a regatta counter, it just doesn't make an appearance <laughs> on the show. I mean, that's a new rule. Or I've a seen. or a uh, like a, a bond wave dial or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This one has That's a bond wave dial. It just doesn't yeah. have 007. Double, Listen, yeah. Michael, I'll never forget that one that you said you liked <laughs> that platinum one. Was it platinum <laughs> or white gold? 
I don't you know. Like I would love one of these. You were saying I'd love one of these. Have Daniel you tried? Craig designed it. Yeah, he actually hand machined the case. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you <laughs> tried? The, he cranked one out. You're right. He cranked yeah. one out. That's have right. you tried the titanium? Right in the factory. Have you tried the actual Bond, the new Bond titanium one on yet, Alex? At all? Uh, who had? We had one in work on the kind of mesh bracelet. Is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I didn't get to try it on. I had a, I had a look at it. Yeah. Um, there's a few guys from the crew that have got one. Horology Hound. Yeah. He's d- got one. I'm asking for your opinion. Like, and don't I'm be I'm just trying be to scared. be nice and give a bit of a shout out yeah, to okay, the crew. Yeah, okay. Our loving people. Steer Tony Pike. Steer Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one as well. Yep. Um, I didn't get, like, I, I actually like, it's probably the, the Bond... Like ones that actually have Bond stuff on it, it's yep. probably the Bond watch that I like the, the most. most. Same, but yeah. I heard some complaints <laughs> about the fact it's plexi, and it makes it difficult to read the the dial. Is that a plexiglass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody there was a guy. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy on Instagram saying so give him a shout out as well, but he um he sent his back he was like it's a great idea but again it's like ill thought out um the dome plexi makes it difficult or impossible i think he might have said that's why he sent it back to to read the time if you're outside he's like it's just it's which is a shame i would have just thought it was a curved sapphire that's surprising really surprising well let's just let's let's look it up i'm just going into it now to have a look Oh, you don't believe me? Yeah. No, I I don't believe you because that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's strange. Yeah, it, it's really interesting why why you guys are looking. It's really like you guys are talking. You're like, oh, it's the, you know, it's the most handsome of all the James Bond watches. It's the one I would have. It's a bit like listening to people deciding on like a, you know, like a, the most handsome man in the Burns unit. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a small. Oh, you know, you kind of you're really just kind of trying to find the best. You know, to put a bit spin on it. It was sorry. Oh no, this is Miss America. Yeah, it's like the Miss America in the leprosy colony. but that's just me. I like. He's getting late, so maybe. I like. I like some of the other Bond watches. Okay, I'm not like I don't think they're amazing. But if I was like a yacht master too, though, we've all no. I would take this one. Twelve at one point, so we all liked James Bond watches when we were like teenagers, right? There I would like take period week, I would take this watch over a lot of like I would take this over Yachtmaster too. I, I actually the the, the new titanium <laughs> one. It's it, it's just I like the colors of the like they've got like the colored luminous and the yeah it's just got a it's not it's not too shiny it's it's, it's titanium so it's light. I love so. that's so actually it says sapphire. You're a watchmaker. Yeah, it says sapphire. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sapphire, but. Whatever the person said, they couldn't because of the the cut the of curve. the yeah. You can't see, you can't see it outside. I wish I, they're I just a whinging. They're a, just a whinging bastard. I reckon it looks. I reckon it looks good. Have I you reckon, seen one outside? I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one outside. But he had photographs because he was tagging, um, friend of the show, Reynald Eshelman, on um all his Instagram <laughs> posts. Regular contributor, yeah. 
Uh, right, right. Well, that's, because, that's a bold move. Yeah, <laughs> listen, no I don't reason. call him that. Only his friends call him that. Um, <laughs> he tagged him in all his stories, and and you couldn't actually see. You could, you could, you could kind of half see the the dial, uh, but yeah, he was tagging him and Omega and all the stories on on his Instagram. So, I yeah, I don't know. That to me, that that's that's a cool watch, and I like the, I like the fact that it's got a really domed sapphire. Like it looks, it makes it look like a little bit vintage as well. So, I think the one to get out of all the Seamaster three hundreds is just the standard kind of ceramic wave dial, the black one actually. I think is the best looking one and it's probably the least popular because everyone wants the blue or the kind of silvery one but the black one i think in person looks the best is that that three the seamaster 300m master coaxial yeah. the one yeah. with the like the polished central links is that that one you're uh, yeah, of? yeah 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 with the sort of the yeah i've got i've got that one that's 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 a watch i've had probably one of my longest watches that i've know, no, no, you've yeah, got the really kind cool. of the kind of uh, you don't have the wave dial one. You've got the no, no. I've got just a black with. Yeah, but but the what's the difference between the the three? There's the three hundred M. Is it yeah, the professional? Sorry, I'm talking about the professional one. Oh, your sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the one with the skeleton hands and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. Just the arrow hands. Yeah, yeah. I almost got the your one many like moons ago, but really I just felt enough. it sat too too thick and yeah, too it high, especially since I'd only wear it on a. On a NATO, I felt like it would man. be too, yeah. like, a real, like a real man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> you know, because Amiga, Amiga didn't do the thing that Seiko did, you know, for their $50,000 watch, weighted out properly by hollowing out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where your money goes, you see. It's that, yeah. you know, the... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We should we shouldn't beat up. We shouldn't beat down on Seiko. They make really good Seiko fives. Great watches. Do they? Everyone should get one of them. I, yeah, I, I, as I said before, I love some of their lower price ones, actually. Great value. Yeah. So what's your Instagram recommendation, Alex? I think we still My one yours. is someone I was speaking to today, had a lovely chat with him. I haven't had a lovely chat with any randos for a while. Jason <laughs> Randall has got Maybe a bit so, become so Australian, just putting an O at the end of everything. <laughs> um, somebody actually listens to the podcast for some reason. And he is F S O H A I L. F. Sorry, say that again. F S O. Yeah. H A I L. F. So how? Cool. Watch you did. Love it. Love him already. <laughs> That's what it says on his thing. I didn't. Yeah. No. 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 I didn't think you were just being a. I was like, can't I? Wasn't I being you got as grumpy as Michael. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember. I've I've seen that um, uh, that Anodane post he made, like with a love heart. Mm. That's very cool. Yeah, really cool. He's got the really Black really Bay cool Fifty Eight. He's got, got the Anodane Helios. Great. The sixteen five seventy. Love it. One of my favorite watches. The Rolex sixteen five seventy. Yeah, yep. that's a great Zin. Yeah, he's got, got some Lezins. different, really cool, different stuff. He has got a Grand Seiko, and we have been fucking beating the shit out of Grand Seiko. Right, that's that block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. I guess he didn't pay sixty grand for his. His, one. his Grand Snake, Seiko, Snake, his Grand Seiko is it does look nicer. That's the Snowflake uh, Spring Drive. I'm not sure how much it costs. Maybe if the maybe if we got the price, then it, we'd think it's differently. Be but fifty k. 
got a bit. <laughs> if he's paying less, he's getting a bargain. <laughs> I like that one though. I think that's but the grants the snowflake is kind of thought of as being one of the most kind of beautiful dials, right? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. kind of general consensus. Yeah, on it, and yeah. it is something kind of it's, it's different from many other dial finishes. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good looking. But yeah, yep. he has a kind of interesting little, yeah, like, really little good collection. He does great collection. recommendation. Yeah, yeah, very good recommendation. Go and message him. Give him give him uh, some lovely conversations and lovely chats. Cool. Good. That's well, us. How many hours have we gone? Am I going to be able to get this? Uh, out well, you can edit it down. I'm sure we've got th- we're three, three minutes three. over two hours. Good job. Yep. Just don't What's cut out too many of the scenes. Yeah. Oh God, no, don't throw in more semen. Just Jesus. keep the semens and cut out everything else. <laughs> Please remind me before the next time I do it with you guys, a podcast that um, uh, just remind me about the, well, no, we'll just, the semen chat. We'll have no zero water-resistant watches. That'll be the theme of the next one. We just make sure, have to make sure you start drinking at like midday before you get on with us. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're ready. I feel like I've been pretty... Cons- I'm on my... I've got about a quarter left of my second pint of red. Hmm. I feel pretty. I think it's. I think because I've been drinking so many spirits, I'm um, just, immune to red wine. <laughs> Even though you're still drinking out of a pint glass, you feel like you're more mature tonight. You, you're not yeah, smashed completely. Yeah. Well, actually, we had a a thing, um, and this is a good advertisement for the slack group if people want to get into email is at contact at fifthwrist.com but we had a regulars table zoom thing on sunday morning at eight o'clock which for some reason i don't know what came over me no no jokes please roman but um i woke (laughs) up (laughs) i woke up at eight eight o'clock to go and do this uh zoom thing and I obviously had had to take a drink with me, but it was funny because Pippi was there and he was saying something about how Irish people were better drinkers than Scottish people. And I had to say, like, listen, I've got a pint of, I'm not drinking spirits and it's quarter past eight in the morning, but I do have a pint of wine. So please give us some <laughs> some credit. But he was talking about you coming over, Michael, for your Bremont yeah. training and how yeah. he's going to take you out on the, on the town. Oh. Good. I love Phil. Phil's a good guy. Yeah, we were just yeah. messaging uh, today and yesterday, I think. Yeah, about he's he's like really interested in like he's because, yeah he was he was asking about the uh, burnishing of the pivots and stuff like that. So I'm actually going to make a video for him of how I do do it to see if it's um how he's seen before to see if it differs in any way. So yeah, no, great guy. Good guy. Can't wait to get over there and hang out with him and have a few drinks. Yeah, so if you want in on the yeah group chat, contact any one of us. Give us a follow on Instagram, Fifth Rest on Instagram, Fifth Rest on Facebook. Come and review one of your watches on the, the website. The more interesting, the better. Review us on iTunes. <laughs> like, subscribe, tell your friends. I love how he's holding it together. <laughs> You know, it's clearly, you know, clearly straining, str- clearly straining, but he's really trying to stretch it out. What else have we got to do, Michael? Is that it? Uh, I think so. I, think I, so. Think so. I haven't done one of these in a while. <laughs> no, you've, got, you've done the Robin's like and subscribe. One. 
So you've done the like and subscribe. Don't buy oh, wait a minute. I'll do a Robin one then. Okay. Um, fifth wrist is by the community for the community. Yep. And if you'd like to join us, submit a review or even come on the podcast, please get in touch. Follow me. I'm at whatever. Follow Alex. He's at tell your time. Michael's at <laughs> defining time. <laughs> You've ruined me now, Alan. Um, you've ruined me now, Roman. As soon as you say "come" or "here," come. I'm All just right, like, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. why you. Need, that's why you need the regatta timer, Michael. Oh you see? God! You've got to pace yourself. And push I'm calling it. Stay on time, Alex. I think. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>